Jesus, are you like 200%? What the hell? Hold on. As discussed, I sit down to this Linux computer. I plug on the USB cable. I place the headphones on, and I move the microphone toward my face. Ooh, you and that are is, something else. That is the extent of my setup oh, each and every week. Okay. So, I don't know what... what you know, dials you twiddled or knobs you played oh, with or uh, buttons you pushed. No, 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 now well, we're at like two hundred percent. I can hear you. I just know to me, you guys are blisteringly loud. So, so what I'm hearing is we should just be shouting because that's going to help. No, we should be talking louder. We should be talking a bit closer to our microphones because, my, yeah, he likes it when we talk really close. He does. No, I don't. Hello. Mind when you talk close. <laughs> it's like when you do the creepy, like lo-fi shenanigans, oh, man. It, it sends like the shivers down my spine when you're that. What he's doing right there, that is disturbing. Don't do that. Well, now it's time for Two Titans and a Hunter. Around the Campfire Edition. Dun, exactly. dun, dun. We have fire? I want fire. We're going to make s'mores. And, uh, this is a password podcast, you know. We're gonna, we don't we're, have a campfire. Oh, oh, sir, we're going to have a fire. We're going to load the fuel into the fire and then rain it fuel, down give me fire. Give me that our enemies. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy, Hiroti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! So yeah, we're here, you're here, we're all here. Look yes. at that, we're here, the stream's up. Are there really? people here? Who knows? Are those people real? No way to tell. No. I, I think, think it's funny though. That Rage Against the Machine, who was once very anti-establishment, became very pro-establishment <laughs> like two years ago. I'm like, ah, you became government chills. You suck. Don't know what you're talking about, and don't care. Because no, I'm here to talk about for. Destiny. We're moaning about Destiny because really, what changed? Though? I mean, like, like, so first they're like, oh, we're 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 gonna have a a delay, and now they're like, oh, well, by the way, it's not no, delayed. no, no. No, no to, to be is, fair, nobody, they've never... Nobody from Bungie said anything about right. a delay. Uh, they told us nothing. That's true. They, they've that's announced true. nothing. Their, 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 their stance on the matter is radio silence. No, not radio silence. There has been a press release this week, yep. officially from Bungie, Ooh. saying that the release date is still going ahead with February. That's what I was going to say, yeah. It's asterisk, that. but yeah. this may no, change. No, from, there's no asterisk. No, there's no, no asterisk. asterisk? So people no. are making that up too? Well, yeah. I mean... I mean, everything is subject to change. It's just how Bungie is. Although Bungie didn't say it's subject That's to change, it's just understood. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. See, but I mean, can we really trust anything Bungie says? Because I no. was trying to help, help <laughs> somebody, you know, unlock their their banner of war and then, like, you know, the the flesh out storm uh, 
strand aspects and stuff last night. And, you know, trying to play this game in this game is an absolute impossibility. I was trying to do the Umbaru engine and I got through all three things and it was like, oh, oh that's it right. doesn't, it doesn't matter because you don't have the flames. Where do I get the flames? I don't know. The game will not tell you. So again, you, I'm just having a bit of a moan this week about not being able to play this game without YouTube. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, yes, I, I did link you a video, but yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, no, like I have the video and, and I went to go grab like one of the flames. I can't remember which one now. And it was not there to grab. So clearly oh. I've done something else wrong. Can I ever oh, figure you out something where... right? You accidentally got that flame already? Question mark? No. No? Okay. At least uh, I went to where the flames are and it was like, uh-uh. But that's the thing. The game will never tell you. I have no way to know if I've done part of a thing. Just like I was, I was on with Panoramics last night because he, I was basically working through the deterministic, you know, finishing the ter- deterministic chaos mission and then getting the like banner of war because he's, you know, life stepped away from the game for a while. And uh-huh. he's like, he's like, oh, and he's like, I was with you guys. He's like, I was with you and somebody else. And like, you know, going to the veil containment, listening to the recordings. And he's like, that broke the quest for me. He's like, I was here <laughs> and doing that step out of order basically screwed me over and I had to go back and do a whole bunch of other stuff. But of course I had no idea where to start. He's like, so I just started from the beginning and I've just uh-huh. been playing through like, you know, bit by bit, you know, when I've got free time and wanted to bother to do it. He's like, there's just no way to tell where in the quest you are, where you need to pick things up uh-huh. or where you need to start. It's just, but see, yeah, y'all are it's just spoiled. a little, it's y- a little infuriating, spoiled, man. Cause like freaking before, before Games like Bungie came out. No game ever told you what to do. Like, remember the original Zelda? <laughs> no. <laughs> no game ever told you how to play the game. You had to figure that crap out on your own. But we're so used to Bungie holding our hand through everything that now when they don't, we complain about uh, it. Now, conversely, conversely. When has Bungie ever held our hand? Bungie's I been mean, like, here's the world. Good luck. I mean, but you want them to is the thing, right? But not not hold my hand, but just like give me a map. Let me know there's a quest Why? to go do. Why? No other games have done that stuff. Like, that. I mean, they've given you quests that you could go unlock. A hint, maybe, to even even to know this thing exists. It's not like this is like a top secret thing that like I'm I'm going and walking through a hidden wall Nintendo style. This is a part of the game you've added, and then made it completely impossible to see how to access this part of the game unless I go to YouTube. And have somebody literally spoon feed it to me. Yeah, people want it to be spoon fed, right? But other games like Zelda, like 007, like all these other games, they never told you what to do or 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 how to do it or where it was. They're just like, "Hey, go kill this guy." Was yet? I don't know. How do I kill him? I don't know. You got to figure that out, right? But conversely, the games worked, right? So if you did something out of order, either a you couldn't do it out of order because the game wouldn't let you, or if you did it out of order, the game would autocomplete whatever previous thing that you needed to do to do that. Whereas Bungie, you just it just breaks. It, it craps out, it has a seizure, and then you can never complete that quest because it doesn't know how to handle the fact that you didn't do it the way they wanted you to do it. So, I, I mean... To, there's there's yeah. two things at play here, though. There is just, like, doing the normal kind of quest stuff and, like you were saying, going listening to the... Uh, veil thing out of order kind of breaks the game or doing things out of order if you jump on with a buddy that's already like x amount ahead of you it could potentially ruin your game and you know there there are bugs in the game that that do that 
But the thing is with this Embaru engine thing is it's meant to be a secret. So that's the reason why they're not telling you anything. So you, you do have to go to YouTube and have to watch a guide if you want to find out. Now, the question I've got to ask you guys is, did you get a cutscene this week? At no, the beginning? I didn't get the I forget. No, no. I'll be honest with you. No, when, when you logged on this week after like Tuesday Reset, the weekly yeah. reset, did yep. you get a cutscene of your Guardian? No, I got okay. a, I got a, here's what's next week in Destiny, and I got a, hey, uh, things are on sale for half off through the end yeah. of November, go buy it. Oh, okay. So, I completed the Embaru engine on my Warlock. I'd done everything in this season on my Warlock. Uh-huh. So, I'd already had the cutscene from last week of going and finding the thing. The I don't know if people were going to be upset if we talk about it. It's all over the place, but... The, fi- the 15th fish. You finally have enough fish to make I found the 15th... Too. Yes, I found the 15th fish. Wait, um, what? And... Once I found the 15th fish, there was a cutscene with Savathun and your guardian working something out with drawings on a table. Now, I did that with my Warlock last week, carried on playing the game, Uh logged on with my Titan this week, Uh and it came up with that cutscene as my Titan finding Uh out this information. And then Uh I did the same thing with my Hunter, and it gave me the same cutscene. I was like, I've seen this three times now. I don't need to see it anymore. Now you're very aware of what's yep. going on. All of you yeah. see the game is just like, listen, all three of your characters need to understand what's happening here. And now they do. <laughs> but I didn't know if it was like across, like everybody got the same cutscene when they logged on this week to say, Oh, like the, the you know, when the, the last wish was solved, the, the, yeah, but me the, and him the, the raid, also aren't where you're at yet. Right. So no, but no, 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 you know, like when the raid is solved, uh, yeah. Everybody gets a cutscene to say, right, oh, this okay. has happened in the world. I didn't know if it was that kind of thing that they gave you a week to do the last bit of the Embaro engine, and then everybody got the cutscene to say, right, this is where the story is going forward if you want to catch up on the story. Obviously, that's not the case. You do have to, if you want to find out the story and get the cutscene and find the 15th fish, then you, you need to do the Embaro engine stuff. Apparently, there's fish involved. Yes. Okay. Yes, from I'm the fish to- dragons. I'm not at the fish part of this storyline yet. I have no fish. I'm out of fish. I'm out of bait. I've lost the hook, and my rod is broken. That was last season, though. And not all of those are, are fishing metaphors. The fish dragons will be very sad with you. Yeah, well, I mean, they usually are. Yes. Yeah, so from the Bungie press room, they put out a press release on the 14th, I think, I believe it was, 14th of November, saying, Today, a teaser trailer for Season of the Wish, Destiny 2's upcoming season, was released. Last week, players solved the final in-game puzzle of the Embaru engine, a series of tests created by the the Witch Queen, Savathun, which revealed a hidden fish and uh, of... Okay, what's with the fish? Are you just calling them fish, or are they actual fish? No. It was... We're talking about it. Oh, witch! No, it's an an egg. It's an egg. There you go. He got there. Which revealed a hidden egg of Riven and Ahamkara Wish Dragon. During Season of the Wish, launching on November 28th, so very soon, Guardians will return to the Dreaming City where they will discover new activities, gear, and secrets. And then underneath... The 28th? The 28th? Yes. 10 days from as we record. Yeah. And then they they give you the link to the the teaser trailer, which is very interesting in itself. And then underneath that, it says, Season of the Wish is the final season for Destiny before the Final Shape expansion launches on February 27th. 2024 with an all new episode to follow in the final shape guardians will face off against the witness for an epic conclusion to the light and dark saga yeah! and that's it. Keep that, is it. 
But <laughs> everybody is kind of saying that the reason why they haven't, if it is still delayed, and the the reports are very credible, you know, Jason Schreier and I can't remember who else was it that was that's very credible in the gaming industry that says it's going to happen. They just haven't given a date because they're scrambling because they don't know a date. They've tentatively, mm-hmm. you know, they've found that, you know, June might be the date for it to be happening. But then what happens between February and June to keep players in the game? Like we had with Rise of Iron, to keep people interested in playing, they had to come up with a season or something for Guardians to do. So they had to kind of do something to fit in. So either they're scrambling to get a makeshift season together or they pulled everybody off of the final shape to work on something that goes in between just enough enough morsels to kind of keep us going before yep. x amount and i think i said last week they'll probably wait until after christmas you know business reasons oh do you want to pre-order the, the the final shape and for christmas it's coming out after christmas get those pre-orders in and then after Christmas, go, oh, by the way, it's delayed. And then actually have a date for us oh. to say it's delayed until w- whenever. Uh, yeah, or, refunds will be abound at that or, point. Or does it come out like Cyberpunk and just go, oh, this is the game. It's very broken. You can play it um, and we'll patch it later. I mean, that's kind of destiny in a nutshell anyway. No, but I think if they did that, I think they'd lose a lot of players. Uh, Destiny in a nutshell anyway? Yeah. yeah, We've all said that it needs to come out swinging, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, mean, and this is them, I mean, Budgie's been saying, you know, we need to work on player retention. We need to not, you know, not screw this up. You know, our bottom line depends on it. We laid off a bunch of people. Coming out with a broken game is not going to fix that. It is not. So hopefully it's like, hey, we're going to, and I think to your point, that's why they're not saying, Hey, this is when this is coming out because yeah, they're like one. We don't know. Two, the last thing we want to do is tell you all right now. This is going to be delayed right before the Christmas season. Right before we're trying right. to get, you know fix that forty five percent delta between where we want to be and where we are. So yeah, it's you know I was it's interesting. I was yeah I was watching this week going. Are we going to get confirmation from anyone on anything? It's just like no. It it's it's going to happen when it's going to happen, and you're going to get it when you get it, and. Then you'll be happy with it, and the world will move on. The world will move on without you. Anyway. This is your weekly rundown of Season 22, Week 14, Season of the Witch. The Dreaming City this week is at a medium curse level, which means Pet Revenge can be found in the Devillian Mist, and has the Oracle Engine mission for the next week. The Blind World features Hive enemies and the Plague, Kregar. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Shattered Ruins, which can be located over in the Spine of Keris. On the moon, the weekly story mission is a mysterious disturbance. The Trove Guardian is located in the Anchor of Light, while the Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Zortal in Sorrow's Harbour. Nightmare hunts Grota, Despair, Omnigal, Anguish, and the Fanatic Insanity. On Europa this week, Phylax the Warrior will be the Empire Hunt, Asterion's Abyss will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Change will be Agility. Dares of Eternity Legendary Rounds are Fallen, Hive, and Zydron. The Scatterhorn armor set and the Lightkin armor set will be available in Dares of Eternity with weapon set 3. Chroma Rush, Ignition Code, Grid Skipper, Farewell, Sonja's Tail, Shattered Cipher, Main Ingredient, Long Shadow, Last Dance, Toil and Trouble, Wishbringer, and Last Perdition. The Witch Queen Weekly Story Mission is The Ghosts, Altar of Reflection's Choice, and Altar of Reflection's Insight. The Lightful Weekly Mission is No Time Left. 
The partition mission will be Ordnance, and the Vex incursion this week will be Umsha Park. The Crota's End raid challenge this week is the second encounter, Cross the Bridge, called Precarious Balance. The Kingsfall raid challenge this week is the second encounter, War Priest, called Devious Thievery. The Vow the Disciple challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Rolk, called Looping Catalyst. The Vault of Glass challenge this week is the third encounter, Templar, called Out of Its Way. The Deep Sound Crypt challenge this week is the second encounter, Atrax 1, called Copies of Copies. The Garden of Salvation challenge this week is the second encounter, Spire Defense, called A Link to the Chain. And the Last Wish challenge this week is the second encounter, Shirochi, called Witch Witch. Your pinnacle raid will be the Root of Nightmares over on Neptune, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter, with the Exotic Shotgun Conditional Finality being farmable from the final boss. The pinnacle dungeon will be the Spire of the Watcher over on the Throne World, and our Exotic Mission Rotator will be Vox Obscura, with the Dead Messenger Exotic Grenade Launcher being the main reward. The Season of the Risen Weapon Set, plus the Tusk Allegiance Armor Set. Lost Sectors, Tuesday K1 Revelations on the Moon for Exotic Gauntlets, Wednesday K1 Communion on the Moon for Exotic Chests, Thursday K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon for Exotic Helmets, Friday Concealed Void on Europa for Exotic Boots, Saturday Bunker E15 on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets, Sunday Bay of Drowned Wishes on the Dreaming City for Exotic Chests, and Monday Vale's Labyrinth on the Cosmo Drone for Exotic Helmets. Our 14th featured Nightfall of the Season will see us against Once Virus the Exune Tether in the Highest Battlegrounds Moon, with the Braytek Osprey Rocket Launcher being the featured weapon. Lord Saxwings may enter the Crucible for the 14th week of the season, Zone Control in the Relentless Crucible playlist and Relic in Crucible Labs, with Trials of Osiris at the weekend. This final week should see double XP across all playlists to help you round out those reward tracks and secure your loot. Also, don't forget to collect all of your Season of Witch Pass items and your reward track items and engrams from the Tower Vendors before the end of the season. Plus, you can start holding those bounties and get a leg up on XP and artifact progression for next season. And that's it for week 14 of Season of the Witch. I know we've kind of moved past October and Halloween and the spooky season. Destiny, yep. No, but I just wanted to quickly touch upon <laughs> like our Halloween event that we had, uh-huh. our Festival of the Lost. Okay. Now, other games when other they games. do a like Halloween event, Halloween. it is literally for the whole of October. Mm-hmm. Why do we only end up getting three weeks to cram as much stuff as possible? or log on and try and do our routines of getting everything uh, as I don't understand it. Why, why is destiny still sticking to this? We've got to th- fit it in, in three weeks, like the dawning will come and it will be there for three weeks, but December runs for a whole month and even, you know, have it go longer than a month. Does it matter? You know, Halloween really. doesn't, it, it didn't necessarily need to finish on the 31st. It could have, a couple of days into November, we 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 could have bled over, but a whole yeah. month I feel would be better to do these events. Now I'm not uh-huh. saying do like what Call of Duty do and put like horror figures in as skins and things like that. We we already discussed what we'd like to see as skins sure. or things in that. But what I'm asking for is a little bit longer time because some of us mm-hmm. can't do everything in three weeks. We should be able to, but we can't. So I'm, it's, I mean, it's a bungee, bungee please. Could we have longer for these things? So dawning the whole of December and a little bit into January. That yeah. way I can bake enough cookies. I can get so much stuff. I'd be quite happy because mm-hmm. let's face it, it, not only in this country, over in your country, people are traveling, people have family and things going on at Christmas. And, and you put the dawning event right in the middle when things are going on. And yeah if we had like a couple of weeks beforehand like starting at the beginning beginning of december we'd have enough time to kind of 
do our ritual stuff and and enjoy and not have to be. It feels like you're being forced to do everything in three weeks, or you're less. You are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I know, but. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you're only missing out on a week, though. I mean, you're complaining, but I mean, you'd only be getting one more week. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. A week and a, a bit, maybe. Week. Yeah, it is a valuable week because it's an that's extra a, week that you could do stuff. That's a valuable week if you've only got time to stay play on the weekends for any amount of time. Then that's an okay. extra, you know, that's an extra weekend that I might give you. Or maybe. if you know, if if you know, Tuesday is the night you said, listen, that's the night I get to play games. It'll give you an extra Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, it's yeah. the same like, thing with, with well, trials. Like there, there was another game. I'm not going to talk about what it is, but they had the, the weapons that existed in the game already, right? So I'm not talking about adding a new weapon, right? But they had a Halloween event, right? Yeah. Where some of the weapons that were already kind of themed Halloweeny, that like maybe had skulls on it or weird creepy fingers or whatever, right? Weapons that already looked Halloween-ish, you could do things in the game to upgrade that weapon. When I say upgrade, I mean it completely changed how the weapon worked. For the better. I mean, it was a straight, like, from blue to exotic upgrade. You know what I mean? So, and mm-hmm. now if you were there during that event, you have that weapon forever. You mm-hmm. know? And that was really cool. I never even thought about something like that, you know? Whereas Bungie gives you the same weapon with a different skin, maybe a couple of rolls. This took your existing weapon, and you had to do a thing with this weapon to turn it in. For example, let's say you're going to shoot a black hole. This one shoots three black holes in succession while using one ammo, and the damage was increased. I was like, <laughs> you know, that's a crazy upgrade. And it was only because it was Halloween, and it happens once a year, but yeah. if you were there during Halloween, you got these upgrades. And that, granted, it's, it's a FOMO moment, but it's a FOMO moment that is worth it. You the same thing. The same thing happened with uh, Fortnite when Fortnite first came around. See, they did. I avoided the name, and he just throws it out there. You see that? You see no, that? I'm just saying. When, when <laughs> Fortnite first came around, and it was more PVE focused with the zombies and building and things like that, sure. they had the Fortnite Mez, um, which was their Halloween event, which was for the whole month. And I played it, and it was really good fun. And there was a God Roll weapon that dropped yep. in that first season, and if you didn't get it in that first season, you missed out for literally, and I didn't realize until the next year. And then they brought it back. <laughs> you had that God roll weapon to use in PVE for the whole year. People were coming along. You could craft them over and over and again and drop them for people, which was quite nice to use in the PVE world. But after like, I mean, they break down after a while after the, that, that was what's quite cool is that, you know, that once were, you, you can keep crafting them if you've got the actual uh, blueprints for them. And you could drop them in the world for other people to pick up to use, um, but they would break down after a while. Which is, I mean, we'd share them between you know people that we were playing with. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was quite cool to. You know, but that ran for like a whole month, you know. And it, it I, again, I just I don't understand why why we're being pushed into these three weeks have to be this. I mean, because Bungie doesn't really want to invest any time in it, I guess. Well, they don't have to. They just stick it on for an extra week. The number seven is somehow involved. I don't <laughs> know. The number seven is involved in this somehow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just goes back to the whole... The, the, the You're complaining about the event was short. I'm complaining the event didn't have anything enough to do in it, right? So you, you we have different points. I'm like, there just wasn't enough to do, and you're like, 
I needed more time to do all the things that was there. I just, well, it, was, I mean, it, it was hard running from A to do B stuff to then go to B and finish doing that stuff to then run back to A to get the B stuff to go back to B. Yeah. You know, you, you had to get the pages out in the real world doing real world stuff. But all yeah. I wanted to do was just stay in B and just do the Lost Sectors and right. get that yeah. out of the way. Yeah, well, while the event is up half the time, you can't play the event or can't play the event and benefit yeah. from it as you need to because you have to play the rest of the game. It's like, if I have three weeks to do this, can I just go do it? I mean, and we've, we've you know made this point before. It's If you have yeah. a limited time event, let me go play the limited time event. It would be like Iron Banner being up for a week and going, well, you can play Iron Banner, but you first have to go play you know 30 games of Crucible to get your Iron Banner tokens to be allowed entry into Iron Banner to play a couple of matches. And then go back to regular Crucible again and do you know rinse and repeat. Well, that, that's it's the cool. thing. I mean, let's talk about Iron Banner as we're there. I mean, Iron Banner's up this week, and it's a fantastic game mode. And yes, you can go and put a, a mod on your ghost that if you get a headshot, you can get one of the uh, enhancement prisms if if mm-hmm. you're lucky enough. And if you've got enough of the armor pieces, there's also another chance to get an enhancement prism. But you could go and play Nightfall after Nightfall after Nightfall and get prisms, shards, everything that you kind of want for infusion stuff to upgrade your characters, but you can't get that in Crucible by just playing the regular Crucible and and Iron Banner. I mean, you have to go into Trials, but then when Trials isn't here, then Iron Banner should be the premium event that people play that gives you the chance to get the golf balls and the shards and the cores, but it isn't, and I don't understand why. Yeah, Iron Banner's identity is in a really weird. (laughs) Yeah, like it's like because it's like it it used to sort of be the you know not like the pinnacle you know and like not like Trials was but like sort of the here's here's the more competitive PvP that's you know again you know time limited like Trials is, and then they took away everything that sort of made it that, and it's just sort of a here's another mode that comes around with a different loot pool, which like and I'm not saying this because like I mean I enjoy the Iron Banner but yeah. It like like I'm not playing it for any loot. I'm not playing it to get things. I'm playing it just because it's a I don't know a variation I enjoy. And honestly, with it being control, it's the same thing. So like, still nobody controls the zones. Still, your wins and losses are, are defined <laughs> on who actually plays the objective or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm playing it almost just like as a legacy reason at this point because I sort of enjoy it and you know I like Sal and yelling at me. Yeah, but it's like you know it's almost like oh, oh what more money. It's like, you know, what, what are you playing it for? I'm like, I don't know. I've got like a pile of engrams from the last two that I haven't bothered to turn in because there's, I mean, there's nothing, nothing that I need, nothing that I want. I mean, I'll probably go, let's throw a bunch of them toward whatever weapon and just see what I get out of it. But it's not like I'm, tr- I'm grinding for anything in particular. I'm just going, I'm going to go in, I'm going to play my team matches throughout the week and, uh, you know, store some extra exotic fuel and see where it takes me. Yeah. And how have you found Iron Banner this week? Because I've I played it on and off each day, and I found that I mean I'm solo queuing, but I found that there's quite a lot of teams in the solo queue, and if there's a team in the solo queue, you get completely wiped. And it's it's not like it's not like it's sounds like a skill issue. No, but it is. It's not like, <laughs> team, it, it, team team of two or or larger. Larger, three, four. Mm. Um, I, I've been coming across, and this one, this one team was fantastic. I can't remember the uh, the the map that it was on, but all our team ran to the flag and 
we were doing that midnight security kind of thing, just like everybody mm-hmm. on the flag. The guy, this Titan, came from the other <laughs> side of the map, flew across. And I uh-huh. think he had something, uh, he had one of the gauntlets on that when you melee or somebody melees you, it gives out the electric static charge. Yep. So yep. he came flying in, or melayed somebody. Mm-hmm. He melayed somebody. They melayed him, and just literally about three or four people died. Uh, I think I was yep. one of the ones that survived. I was shooting him in the back, but he had an overshield at that point that mm-hmm. he then just turned around and went, goodbye. And just, yeah, but titans are not in any way overpowered. Yep. Yeah. No. no. But he won the whole not. team, but we were just all focused on just standing in a circle looking at yeah. this flag, yeah. and yeah. nobody yeah. saw it coming. And then yeah. that, that set the precedent for the rest and of the And keep in mind, this wasn't team. a super that killed everybody. This was just an exotic effect that killed yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But times yeah. are not broken in any way. They're completely fair and balanced. No, but the thing is, we were all yeah. standing together, so the electric thing was just like... Yeah. Yeah, he had he had the me. perfect yeah he had the perfect opportunity to make the most of this build yeah and mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. he yeah. did and his, the rest of his team were just like gods we, mm. I don't think we even capped one flag we just got completely wiped we couldn't get out of our spawn they were just mm-hmm. on us and as soon as we spawned in their spawn and tried to take their flag they were on us again and it was like you're just being wiped that's it I, I, the, I think the round was over in under two minutes. It was just like ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we're splitting you up. Oh, thank God for that. And then I get put in a match that was already going with another team that was, that was a three stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was being. <laughs> it's like, oh, will y'all have me playing with y'all? I can- I remember the time that they said that they were splitting us up, and then put us against a team that literally just wiped us. Like, yeah, what the was thing the point is- of splitting us up if you're going to put us against the same team? No, but the thing is, when when you're playing. As a team, like if there's two or three of us, you expect to go against other teams, don't you? Right. But when when you're solo queuing, you're, 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 you're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Like well, when you got maybe three, and the game actually specifies, you know what, we're splitting you guys up, and then they don't. <laughs> but yeah, when you're playing solo, you expect maybe ones and twos to be in your team and on the opposite team, not a team of four or three, and your and the rest of everybody else in the lobby is solo. It just doesn't make any sense because you know you're just going to get rolled because there's communication. That's it. it I mean, at, at most, I mean, even a frozen team with three people in it can do quite a lot of damage. I mean, and- I've seen us play together with three people, and I disagree. No, but if we're going against other solo players, oh, other solo, yeah, eh, it's possible. We, we stand more of a chance. I would still flip a coin on that one. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean, my experience this week was similar in that, like, like I've seen teams, but I've only seen teams of like twos. And now sometimes yeah. it might be one team of two in the lobby, or sometimes it might be two or three teams of two in the lobby. And you know, at that point, it's all sort of a: Are you a team of two just you know practicing for your trials run and wiping the floor with everyone, or are you just two people going, "Let's go into this together and have a laugh with it"? So yeah. it's been it's been much like I it's been much more balanced games. We've definitely been. Like, I don't think I've been mercy this week, and I don't think we've mercyed anyone, but winning and losing is 100% on does my team play the objective, or are they all running around with bows and ignoring the objective entirely? Because so uh, the objective isn't just to kill the other team repeatedly? Not, not, not exactly, because uh, if you do that, you can get a lot more points if you have one of those little circles. If you're, if wait, you're standing... Certain, no, hold on. I don't, I don't play Destiny... To to learn about shapes, okay? No, 
I, I have a gun, I want to pull a trigger, and I want the other guy to fall down, okay? Nope. You, I don't want to talk you about a, circles you have a bow or squares want, you have a or bow triangles. How are you going to figure out the final shape if you don't want to learn about shapes? <laughs> but I, I, I've never... Have you heard me talking about the final shape? Have you Have you heard me be like, dude, I want to know what the final... No, because I don't care. Like, yeah. like, because he's, he's kept to the end. He's like, listen, I don't have to care for the rest of the shapes. I'm just here for the final one. Yeah. Who cares about those other shapes? I just want the I just want the final shape. That's the one yeah. that's important. Unless that unless the final shape <laughs> other is the shape of a gun, I don't care. <laughs> maybe it is. What, maybe it's a, a giant gun. I would love that. Yes. Give me give me a give me a, a primary weapon rocket launcher. That's what I want. Done. <laughs> I'm not in charge, but it's just done. It's just primary ammo rocket launcher. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. get its damage nerf because it's primary ammo. You, you never know. Any given week, it could be. It could be possible. You never I mean, know what you're going to We already have an auto rifle that shoots mini rockets, but I want a. I want a. I want a real rocket. I want a rocket launcher that uses primary ammo. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, they're getting close, man. Like, like we do right now. We have that that special grenade launcher that doesn't have to reload ever. So that's a step in the right direction. Can I get a rocket launcher that does the same thing? That'd be nice too. To just have your whole. Rocket, like like all eight rockets in the one magazine, just do 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 do, and then you're out. You know you've had your fun. I'm okay with that. This week in Destiny for the 16th of November, 2023, brought to us by the Destiny Two community team. Who is it? Uh, Who knows? It, Who's left? It, <laughs> it's Cosmo this week. Uh, Unofficially, Cosmo's multitasking. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> apparently, people have surmise that it is Cosmo because at the end of the twab there is an exclamation point which leads us to a cat picture which is Cosmo's mm. kind of handle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there you go so we don't need to talk about the season of the wish teaser trailer do we nope because we've already talked about that we Except did talk about it oh oh we didn't talk about the voice that we hear in the teaser trailer. Now, shout out to Sticky MZ over on TikTok. It keeps popping up on my timeline, and I just sit and watch what he has to tell me because he tells me interesting things. Um, the voice in the trailer, I thought it was Marasav, but apparently it's not Marasav's voice, if you listen to it. It's a little bit deeper, so people are thinking maybe it's the Ahamkara that's speaking to us. What do you reckon? Have you listened to it? No. I have, and it's... I, I, I don't know, and I wouldn't know if it was or wasn't anyway. But I had the, no idea. I did the discourse. Dumb me. Just listened to it and went, oh, that's Marasav talking. You're not dumb. You're... Especially when they, when they show the picture of Marasav right after that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a double negative. <clears throat> it's somebody Sorry. talking to someone. And yeah, I, I sat down to watch it the other day, and it was like... Oh, it it's eleven seconds. So yeah. that that didn't take nearly as long teaser. as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I I it's a tease, all right. Yeah. I'm not even sure what we're teasing, but we're teasing. We're well, the teasing thing is, the new Dragon's Breath grenade a rocket launcher. We are. No. Yeah. yeah we it, are. it it is new. It's reimagined. Yeah. No, actually it's not this I don't know if it's gonna be a DPS weapon, only because you have to wait before firing the second round. But the fact that it gains damage the longer you don't fire it, and it embeds itself in the target, kind of sounds like funsies, I gotta say. It does. It does sound like funsies. I- I'm excited that they just told us it's going to have a catalyst, and what it is, 
I'm excited to burn the world with an, yeah. its exotic intrinsic trait, where the fuel counter passively increases the longer you go without firing it to a maximum of 5x, and then firing it empties the counter, transferring all fuel to the rocket. And then our rocket embeds itself in the stuck target, causing scorch damage, and periodically okay. injecting incendiary fuel in the, in the pools around the target that also inflict more scorch damage to anyone standing in them. And the more fuel the rocket is fired with, the longer it lasts before detonating, and the more fire it spreads. All of the fire! Yeah. And it's got high octane. Oh, so much octane. Which is just intrinsically. Nearby ignitions instantly refill your dragon's breath with two fuel. Plus, while the fuel fully refills, it reloads itself. So, Ooh. fire, set things on fire. Fire again, set more things on fire. And you can pay your visit to the gunsmith at some point in the tower, and he will give you the catalyst. And you can become the pyromancer. Where the catalyst passively repl replenishes your dragon's breath fuel faster, and eliminating combatants with his weapon cause them to spawn fire sprites. So you can you can build into all of those lovely like you know, get a kill and cause a thing and a fire sprite and pick that up and then just keep the killing going. So how would I acquire this next season? Carefully, dependently. No, where do I get it from? Where do people get it from? In the season uh, of the wishes the season. seasonal yeah. reward track. <laughs> So it'd be the first one on the paid track, and I think it's 35, isn't it, if you have the free track? Sure, 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 sure. sure. Oh, good yeah, somewhere around times. There. I'm still a little bit sad. I did like the the second version of the Dragon's Breath in Destiny 1, where it had Napalm, which you release the trigger after firing, and it drops a solar damage Napalm canister. I, I miss that. I I was expecting canisters with flames and, and, and fire... This sounds like a combination of what it originally had, which was... Nobody's disappointed by this, though? No, no. You guys are not disappointed? No, I'm not. Why, why would I be disappointed? Because honestly, man, I keep bringing it up, but, like, I really wanted the Taikonaut freaking Dragon's Breath combo. You know? Well, nobody that, said that that I mean, wasn't that, coming back. But, but it, it wouldn't function the same way, though. I mean, the way that this functions is different from the other function. The whole point of the other one is you fire it and release it and then and then cover, like, entire areas in napalm, right? And yeah. then you, you had more heavy ammo, which means you could spam the napalm everywhere, and you could literally cover almost the entire map in napalm, just killing everything. This yeah, you, doesn't do the napalm thing, not not in the way we're used to. So no. even if you did bring the Taikonaut back, it wouldn't be the same. No. But I, it, it's, it's I mean, not it says like, burn the world. I want to actually burn the world, and you've taken the ability to burn the world away. You, from you me. might, you might be able to burn the world, but the thing but, is, but you're going to have these these fuels of these pools of fuel that are leaking and on fire. So, I like it's not the same, but I'm not sure it's not going to be similar. Yeah, like, yeah, but I, like, well, it sounds like, like I, I can the, at the guy's feet because that that is the one improvement, though, right? Because the Taikonaut, I'm not taking the the Dragon's Breath. You had to release it just before it hit the boss so that it would drop the napalm and hit the boss, right? Yeah. To do max damage. If you hit the boss, you didn't get the napalm. And if it you release the napalm yeah, too early, you didn't hit the boss, right? So this one, the fact that it embeds in the boss is a good thing. But after it's embedded, does it still drop the napalm at the boss's feet? If so, that sounds like a great DPS weapon. But it also sounds like it's very localized damage at the same time. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, it's a reimagined Dragon's Breath is not the original one. 
So it, it's like its own kind of thing with just the Dragon's Breath name. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's it's going to do something different, and um, hopefully it's going to be good. For sure, I guess. I mean, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it does say, you know, you'll you'll fire the chaser, it'll get stuck on the target, it'll periodi- periodically eject fuel in the pools around it, and then the more fuel of fire, you know, the more fuel, fuel you have in the rocket, the longer it lasts before detonating, and then the more fire it spreads. So, shoot thing into boss, boss gets hit by scorch damage, throws fiery fuel into the ground, and then when it runs out of that fuel, explodes, causing more fire, fiery fuel. So, like, I don't know if it's going to be boss DPS, but certainly for ad clear, or just... I mean, it's a rocket launcher, it should be for ad clear, if nothing else, but I see yeah, your well, point. Yeah, yeah or, or just, hey, I want to take this champion and burn this champion to the ground. Oh, yeah. And all of his friends... Yeah, it's probably best for kind of champions. Yeah, I'd like that. I like that idea rather than the boss DPS champions. If that's the case, then it really needs to have the intrinsic for what's the teleporting one? Teleporting champion. Those are overloads, right? Um, well, what does what does Scorch give you? I can't remember what Scorch does for which champion or whatever. But whichever champion teleports and then heals every time he teleports, that a hole. If it embeds <laughs> in him and it keeps damaging him as he's traveling, that would be a hell of a benefit. Yeah. Look at me, I can teleport Neil. Ha ha. I, I hate that guy. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just I just have to, you know, give up my other builds that aren't solar to go really fully live in the solar world. Although I can play with all the solar warlock and live that full full beautiful world. I just I just struggle with a, with a, an exotic rocket launcher though too. I'm like if I'm putting the exotic in that slot, eh, I don't know. So, overloads teleport, so I was right. Um, I mean, I and Scorch well. does nothing for champions, apparently. <laughs> but Radiant gives anti-barrier. So oh, host. I knew there was a solar verb somewhere that did something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was something. everybody on fire. Yeah. I mean we're we're also getting a, an economy and rewards tuning preview. Um yeah, which which is them basically saying, Remember all these things we told you about? Yeah, they're they're still coming. So uh, I was gonna be like, forget all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, just your, your reminder. You know the the legendary shards are, are going away. Like you can you can still spend them in season twenty three, you but you're not going to be gaining any more of them. So you know work work your way through them. If you have a stockpile, don't stress about spending them in the next week. You can still spend them in the next season. You're just not getting any more of them. So you can you can burn that stockpile down, or you can go buy a trillion raid banners and just hold on to those forever. It's up to you. Oh no, uh, scorch scorch ignitions stun unstoppables. The ignition. Well, there you go. You scorch enough things, something's going to ignite. <laughs> yep. Are you excited about your new rewards for Lost Sectors? Uh, I am. Sort of. I am sort of. And listening to, I mean, I listen to them every week. DCP and Last Word, definitely, 100%. And it was quite funny because Last Word, they were all like, we, we, we're not interested in this. We weren't interested in Dragon's Breath. They were really quite negative about it all. And then DCP, which sometimes are quite negative about things were, Oh yeah, we, we really would like the, the dragon's breath rework. We really like the fact that you can go and get these weapons in the lost sectors. And I'm like, have you guys switched places or something? Cause normally it's the other way around. It's like, <laughs> well, they're trying, well, destiny is already shooting itself in the foot. So I'm thinking they don't really need to help it. They want to keep people involved in destiny so that their podcast makes sense. <laughs> Destiny's amazing, guys. Are, aren't you excited for the final yeah, shape? Is, isn't yeah, that what we should be doing? To our podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, says the podcasters. 
So starting with Season of the Wish, they're introducing additional rewards for completing Lost Sectors without the assistance or comfort of a stalwart fire team. While Gunsmith Engrams will be introduced as a reward to all difficulties of Lost Sectors, selected Foundry weapons will also drop from the Legend and Master completions. So weapons will drop at these rates, assuming the Guardian is thorough enough to leave no champion standing. So Legend, 70% chance you get a weapon. Master, 100%. So make sure you clear clear out everything. Just so, what kind of weapon? Just any weapon? No, no. I'm going to oh, go through the weapons for you. There, oh, okay. There's a there's a whole list and a rotation. There's here. a litany of weapons. There is. So, mm-hmm. so thorough completions on master will also have the advantage of weapons dropping with an additional perk in either the third or fourth column. So the weapons available from the lost sectors are grouped into several smaller pools to make the chances of a particular weapon more feasible, and they'll be rotated out after each daily reset. So the following weapons will be available from the Lost Sectors during Season of the Wish. So we have four days. Day one, I I guess, is going to be the first day, the first Tuesday. We're going to get day one, day two, day three, day four, and then it'll reset to day one again. So you've got four weapons in each day over four days, and they'll just keep rotating around. So first up, we have the Nox Perennial 5, I guess. That is the Strand Fusion Rifle. This can roll... It has the wild card origin trait, which is final blows with this weapon have a chance to create the experimental submunitions at the target's location. So like those little Telesto bolts, uh-huh. but it can have elemental capacitor, controlled burst, kickstart, collective action, wellspring and hatchling with envious assassin, fragile focus, threat detector, lead from gold, loose change and under pressure. Under so what pressure. do what, what do we reckon of this one? What do we reckon of this one indeed? So the charge time is 960, and the recoil direction is 65, with an impact of 95 and a range of 45, with a base stability of 24. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's yeah. day one. That's the first weapon. So day one. Second weapon is the old Sterling, which is an auto rifle, a strand auto rifle, which I do like. This is a 600 RPM, 42 magazine. What are you reading this at? Because I see day one. Oh, I see it. I see it. Oh, okay. So, okay. That's, that's the next word down. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought day one is just one weapon. Day one is a chance of four weapons. Yes. I'm tracking now. Good. So it has an impact of 21, a range of 43, and stability of 42 at base. It can it's have... all sucks! It's No, no. They're not. They're, I'm telling you, like, Old Sterling is a very, very good auto-rifle. It has the what, what is what is the pool? Okay, so you have rewind rounds, which is good. I'll give you that. But the last column, what do you put? Harmony, frenzy, hatchling, demolitionist, focus fury, or adagio? I mean, there's really nothing good in that last column. And you could you could make an argument for demolitionist, okay? But I mean, frenzy. That, eh, frenzy takes yeah, too long frenzy. to activate. It takes too long to activate Frenzy. I've never been a fan of Frenzy. It just takes too long to activate. 13 seconds in combat is a long-ass time. Not with an auto rifle, it isn't. 13 seconds in combat. Yeah. Yeah, depending on what you're doing, that's a lot of combat. Yeah. If you're if you're running Nightfalls and stuff, you can be in combat for all that time and proc it. Yeah. But it has the field-tested origin trait, which is defeating targets or dealing damage with this weapon gradually increase range, stability, handling, and reload speed. So as Respawn said, you can have Harmony, Frenzy, Hatchling, Devilinitionist, Fragile Focus, and Adagio with Rewind Rounds, Perfect Mm -hmm. Float, 
Hit yeah. fire grip, yeah. discord, yeah. surplus, and yeah. slideways. Yeah. That's, that's I, I do like that auto rifle, and it does pretty well in PvP as well. And I've got the one that uh, Parody suggested with Frenzy and Rewind Rounds. So, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent weapon. Yeah, I, I just like to get a decent roll. All, all the rolls I've gotten to drop of it are just absolute garbage. Because so it's, I, it, I would it, like to get one that's yeah. actually usable. That's the thing. With these weapons, they are world weapons, so they're very hard to drop, especially the new ones that we've had over this season. So I, I believe that they're split out over like the like the four days. So the Nox Perennial, the Cyhermatic, the Heliocentric, and the Geodetric HSM. They're, they're all the new ones that we've had this season that are now kind of split over the four days. So next up on day one, we have the Marsilian C, which is a grenade launcher. It's not even a good one. I mean, I'm not. I know I'm being negative, but it's got like what four rounds in the chamber, and five. you can get five. Okay, you can get it to drop with explosive light, which is good, but the full court is in the same column as explosive light. Uh, incandescent, same column as explosive light. The only thing you can get in the other column is what envious assassin, which I hate. That it's such a stupid perk because it, it it doesn't proc the way it should. Or perpetual motion, or or what? I mean, when are you get that first column? There's, the last columns where all the good stuff is. <laughs> yes, the thing is, if if you haven't got a solar heavy grenade launcher, which is a rapid fire one, this would be a decent one to pick up. And it does. It's got the hacky breach armaments origin trait. So this weapon deals increased damage against vehicles, turrets, barricades, and stasis crystals. But yeah, you've got danger zone. You've got vorpal weapon, explosive light, cascade point, impulse amplifier incandescent and full court in the final column and then snapshots turnabout shot swap yeah. perpetual motion field prep uh stats for all and envious assassin now there was a time where people liked field prep because people when you crouch because it gives you the extra ammo no no i mean field prep just gives you extra ammo even when you're not crouching and you can activate can activate on slide too, so you don't yeah. have to necessarily crouch. You can slide, and it gives you the process. Because, well. No, but because they were rapid fire frame grenade launchers, they were pretty good against bosses. I, I vaguely remember field prep being one of the go to kind of things because if you were crouched or you slid into the crouch, you increased your ammo reserves, and it was faster reload and stow speed. So it's and and things like the explosive light or full court with those things because you it was a rapid fire. It fired really fast. So you've got a base blast radius of 20, velocity of 52, and stability of 20 with that one, and 150 RPMs, the magazine of five. So our final one for day one is the Senua SI-6, which is a sidearm. I haven't really heard much about this one, but this one... Sorry? Sorry, nothing. It was just dumb. Did you just say it's gay? I did. (laughs) Are you five? Yeah, I guess. I'm tired, dude. I'm out of it. I'm I'm saying stupid things because I'm just I'm done today. Like like I'm surprised I haven't passed out already. I'll be honest with you. So are we. So it has the origin trait of Omelon Fluid Dynamics. So this weapon has increased reload speed and stability for the top half of the magazine. It can roll with Headstone, Elemental Capacitor, Gutshot, uh, Headseeker, Golden Tricorn, and Pugilist. With Under Pressure, Slick Draw, Envious Assassin. Grave Robber, Perfect Float, and Feeding Frenzy. So I suppose, I mean, if you're up close and personal with people, Grave Robber and maybe like Pugilist would be quite good. If you're up close and you punch somebody, melee final blows, reload the weapon from reserves. So 
can shoot people, punch people. Yeah, it's one of those things. Turn them into crystals, walk away, laugh at them. Y- yeah, Agreed. I suppose so. Yes, because it is a stasis one. So day two, we have the Cyhomatic. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk about this one. This is a stasis primary pulse rifle, and it's one of the slow-firing ones. So it's 340 RPM. Base magazine is 28, and base recoil direction is 75. 33 impact, 61 range, and 48 stability. It has the wildcard origin trait, so the final blows give you the submunitions. It can roll with kill clip, headstone, headseeker, golden tricorn, frenzy, and perpetual motion. With outlaw, encore, elemental capacitor, enlightened action, moving target, and heating up. So what do you guys reckon about this one? Is this one you've kind of been looking out for or not? My my brain tells me outlaw kill clip because I've been I was so ingrained when outlaw <laughs> kill clip was the thing to go for. I'm like outlaw kill clip, kill clip obviously. But are we yeah. talking about a pulse? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah no, it's in the same range the of pulses that uh, the old like the messenger. Messenger. The, yes, that, that one. That, th- that 340 slow firing. I'm going to stand and deliver from afar. Yeah, yeah Redrick broadsword kind of thing. Isn't the Redrick broadsword yep. a five round burst? No, that was the um, trial. The not the trials one. The um, vigilance wing. Vigilance wing. That's the one. Yeah, but that's an exotic. There's no. There's there's a, there's a, there's a legendary. There's a legendary that shoots a five round burst. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. Then, uh, damn it! Oh, but that ain't it. You're saying okay, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could go head seeker with maybe enlightened action. Senua with Headseeker is not bad for PvP. Oh yeah, no, Headseeker is supposed to be really good for PvP now that he mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause there's like a, a a buff when it comes to the body shot, headshot damage uh, yeah. relationship, yeah. So you yep. could use Enlightened Action, which is dealing damage, improves reload speed and handling, and Headseeker, body shot lands, uh, increased precision damage, and aim assist for a short time. So that would be quite a good pairing, I guess. I crushed on Headseeker for a long time with my bygones. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it works, dude. And then mm-hmm. if you have the thing um, where you do more headshot damage too, so uh, there's there's a thing that pairs really well with Headseeker because it increases the precision damage. And when you do the body shots with Headseeker, and then you follow up with the precision damage, it procs d- both perks at the same time. But I'm having a brain fart on which perk I'm thinking of. I mean, Golden Tricorn gives you the the extra damage on the kit on you know bonus damage on damage, so. It's not mm. that one exactly, but you know you can pro- pair it with a golden tricorn and give you similar. I don't know. Uh, or no, sorry, those are in the same slot. You said head seeker. Never mind. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Is it? It's not moving target, is it? Uh, no. no, it's not moving target. No. Uh, let me just. Check. I, mean, I don't see it on this weapon, so it doesn't matter anyway. But is it Zen moment? Weapon. So causing damage with the weapon reduces recoil and flinch over time, improves base stability. No, no, because that actually works against you if you think about it. Because you want you want the weapon to ride up because you want to get the two body shots and that headshot being the third one. If you increase your stability, you're gonna not have as much write up as you would, and you'll either get more body shots without the headshot or more headshots without the body shots. So that actually. Um, those two perks work against each other, not with each other. Well, because yep. that was that was totally my bygone role. Is it, it had a vertical recoil, but it would ride up. So I would I would start on the body and would ride up to the head to finish exactly. to finish people off. <laughs> Could it what? be keep away? So keep away significantly increases reload range and accuracy when no targets are in close proximity. No, no, no. This this no. 
no, it, it had something to do with uh, precision damage, right? It was it was a perk that amplified precision damage, which if you had the head seeker, um, yeah, whenever no. you did the two body shots and then you landed that headshot, that headshot would do extra damage because of that secondary perk. And I'm, god dang! You no, know, I haven't got a it? weapon with an, uh, anything else that I can kind of. But no, you, you did you did mention is it no, it's not because it only activates on the first round. Also, is there a pulse rifle with box reeling? That's not even a thing, is it? No, no, I'm I'm looking I'm just looking down perks trying to figure out which which it is. <laughs> yeah. So next on day two, we have the Glissando 47. Now I know that uh Destiny Fun Police put out a couple of videos. Sometimes this appears at the gunsmith, and I've got a really good role. I think it was recommended by uh, Destiny Fun Police. I went and bought it at the time. Let's have a just check. Glissando. So, is it on. the Hatchling Overflow Appended Mag Small Bore Roll? No, it is Keep Away, which is increasing reload, range, and accuracy when no targets are in close proximity because it's a scout rifle. You're nowhere near people. Mm-hmm. And Box Breathing. So, aiming this weapon Ooh. for a short period without firing grants bonus range and precision damage that resets after firing or exiting zoom. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I think that was the one that he recommended. I also They're do have one with Ask Across made a video if that's what you're talking about. No, Destiny Fun Place. Oh well, Ask Across also made a video. So. And I think that was the one that was for sale at the Gunsmith. But I also do have another one with Harmony and Reconstruction on there with you high caliber rounds. Harmonizer, yeah. <laughs> so this one has the Soros Synergy Origin trait, which reloading grants the weapon bonus handing and reduces incoming flinch for a short duration. It can have Hatchling. Harmony, box breathing, cascade point, one for all, and opening shot. So out of those ones, probably box breathing is pretty good. Or cascade point, so final blows or sustained precision hits with another weapon increase this well, weapon's rate. Box breathing is good for PvP, you know, because yeah. you get that extra damage on that first shot, and then it'll be easier to clean up after that. But outside of PvP, box breathing isn't really a good perk, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, know, maybe I wouldn't mind box breathing on a rocket launcher, but you can't really crit with that, though. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'd probably go box breathing um, and keep away, like uh, Destiny Fumpley said. But I think the with my one, it didn't have what did it have as the it had light mag, I think was the one that was available. I'd rather probably go for high caliber rounds to get the flinch. And, and the precision damage of scout rifles is decreased by 5% while box breathing is active. What? Um, this part of the perk is inconsistent and often doesn't get applied, says the little tooltip on it. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe maybe it's useful, but maybe not on your uh, scout rifle. <laughs> Thank you, Light.gg tooltips for... Uh, it's the only yeah. thing that makes sense on scout <laughs> rifles and linear fusion rifles. That's it! And and snipers. Okay, maybe snipers, but I mean, whatever. Maybe, maybe you'll have to swap, swap it and go for hatchlings and have hatchlings all over the place. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the role I got from again. I don't know where, but yeah, the, that's the role I have is the over, overflow hatchling. And and Dim was like, "You should keep this." And I was like, "Sure, Dim," because PVE told me PVE podcast said, "Hey, this is a good role for PVE." So I said, "Sure, why not?" It's got the thumbs up, so it stays in the vault. That's awesome. and, and who doesn't love overflow? And yeah, strand is strand real hard to take off. So hatchlings are always fun. It is. It's Titans. I'm surprised I'll use anything else besides strand right now with that broke ass ability going on. Talking of snipers, we have the Urakanji, which is a sniper. It's the yes, it it's a, one of those vice mm-hmm. rapid fire frame ones. It has sure. an impact of 55, range of 33, stability of 35, 
Rounds per minute is 140 with a magazine of 6, recoil direction of 55. It has the Vice Stinger Origin trait, which is damaging an enemy with this weapon, has a small chance to reload the magazine and increase movement speed whilst aiming down sights. Yep, I've, I've deleted loads of those. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's, it's not one of my favourite ones. I mean, what's it good for? It, it's, it's weaker than any other sniper I've But yeah, it's rapid fire. Well, yeah, and? It, if it's not doing any damage, it doesn't matter if it's rapid fire. Yeah, it's like firing a scout rifle a couple of times. Yeah. It's a sniper rifle, so it was never it never stood a chance. No. Right, hold on, so, somebody say something. Hold on. Uh with box breathing active, it's a three crit all Brazil and PvP. What what is? What's a three crit with box Glissando? breathing? We're talking yeah, about Glissando I assume, too? I assume Glissando. Okay, probably. Because this because this can't roll oh. with box breathing, the sniper. Oh, poor. 0.67 TTK. I mean, mm-hmm. even though it takes a 5% damage nerf on a scout rifle, it's still more than 5% buff, right? So you're still getting a damage buff. Even though it's getting nerfed on top of the buff, yeah, weird. Um, mm-hmm. You're still getting a damage buff. So in the end, you would still be doing overall more damage with that first shot landing and then the two follow-ups. So I could see that, yeah. And it is Glissando he's talking about. Yeah. A 0.67 TTK with a scout rifle in PvP. That'd be yeah. bad. I knew there was a reason why Destiny Fun Police recommended it. So for our Urakanji, whatever that sniper is. Urakanji? There you go. Moving on. Headstone. (laughs) Focus Fury. Eye of the Storm. Firing Line. Opening Shot. With Envious Assassin. Keep Away. Shoot to Loot. Um, That might be the only reason to use it. Shoot to Loot. No. Under Pressure. uh, Fourth Times the Charm. And Rapid Hit. And our final one for Day 2 is the Nazaruddin, which is a sword with the field-tested origin trait. Defeating targets or dealing damage with this weapon gradually increase range, stability, handling, and reload speed. Who knew that you needed that on a sword? It has the Valiant Charge trait, which is what, receiving... What do you need on a sword? What'd you say? Field-tested. Huh. Okay. Do you really need stability and range on the sword uh sir have you ever swung a sword it's very unstable depends if you've slept the night before <laughs> so this is an arc heavy sword uh swing speed is 40 charge rate is 20 ammo capacity base is 50 and it has valiant charge which is receiving damage whilst guarding temporarily increases sword lunge distance whirlwind blade uh on guard and surrounded which is a good one to have these days for some bosses Mm-hmm. Uh, energy transfer, uh, relentless strike, uh, wellspring, and flash counter. So, if you're going for blocking stuff, then that would be quite good. Blocking and blocking. What and what kind of sword? What when I go to swing the sword's heavy attack? What does it do? Is this the world blade? Is that the spin, spin around one or yeah? This one, which is a heavy uppercut. Ah, okay. Because it's an adaptive frame. Oh, I thought you said whirlwind frame. No, no, it has yeah, it has relentless strike, or I think there was whirlwind blade. Yeah, oh. yeah I, was, I was getting distracted by that. Going, yeah. when I when I use the the powerful attack on the sword, what do I do? Do I <laughs> right. spin in a circle? Do I hit one target? Because that's how I think of swords. I want to <laughs> <Yeah>. spin, <laughs> spin me, baby, spin me. You, you can cast next season with the caster sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can. I don't want to <laughs> cast. I want to spin. I want to be a ballerina. I've already got the stripper pole. Let me be a ballerina. Okay. So for day three, we have the heliocentric QSC, which is the sidearm that I believe 
True Vanguard, Cool Guy, everybody seems to love, but it, it just doesn't seem to drop. I did actually get a couple to drop, which I was I've held on to because I wasn't sure whether they were the go-to or not. So uh, let's have a look and see which one I've got. Um, where are we? Probably nice. not. <laughs> I've got one that has got surrounded rangefinder and steady rounds on there, or precision instrument and rangefinder. But we have it's a solar uh, weapon. Uh, it's a lightweight frame, so it's superb handling. Moves faster with this weapon equipped. It has the Nadir Focus Origin trait. Sustained fire increases accuracy and range. And it has a base impact of 43, range of 27, and stability of 46. 12 in the magazine with a recoil direction of 94 and 360 RPM. Uh, Where are we? So we have Incandescent. We have Kill Clip. We have Adrenaline Junkie. uh, Surrounded. Precision Instrument. And Frenzy. And I believe this is the one that... uh, uh, True Vanguard was talking about with Hill Clip. So reloading shortly after dealing the final blow grants cure to you and your nearby allies. So he had he was looking for like Hill Clip and Kill Clip. So it's because they're in separate columns. So Hill Clip and Cure Clip? Heal Clip and Kill Clip. Oh, Heal and Kill. Okay. Heal and Kill. Yeah. So perpetual motion, lightened action. I'm confused. Am I healing I'm and killing? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> both. Rangefinder. Yeah. Respawn. Uh, do, do, do I need to tell you we're not living in the land of ore? Come on now. I'm I mean, fair target. enough, but a gun that heals, that seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> it seems like it's a Cirrus gun, doesn't it, with a heal clip? I mean, what does Cirrus have to do with healing? Cirrus yeah, regime? Oh, Cirrus. I see. Okay. Yeah. Whereas this is, if you do get the kill, you you are granted cure, and you get kill clip on there as well. So I think so that's, that's a level one, one that... cure, I'm guessing. Since they're not specifying, it's just uh, cure level one. Probably. Yes, yes, cure times one for you and all your allies. And because we haven't got enough snipers, you can have a solar, aggressive frame, high damage, high recall, last for a sniper. On day three, we are at the moment. So field tested. We don't have enough of those. Yeah, you're right. Field tested. As the origin trait, defeating targets or dealing damage with this weapon gradually increase range, stability and handling, and reload speed. It can roll with incandescent, rangefinder, box breathing, cascade point, Focus Fury and Frenzy with Discord, Elemental Capacitor, Perfect Float, Lead from Gold, Envious Assassin, and Field Prep. Has a base impact of 90, range of 70, stability of 27, uh, 72 RPM, 3 in the magazine, and a recoil direction of 75. Are you feeling this? Do you feel it? Mr. Do you want Krabs. it? Huh? What? What? Mr. Krabs, you don't, you don't understand what you just said there? No. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Don't ring a bell? No. Okay. Are you talking about Spongebob? Uh, do you know another Mr. Krabs? But, uh, that's what I'm guessing. I've never I watched Spongebob. I, I don't Neither know. Neither have I, but it's a meme that's everywhere. Even if you I, haven't watched Spongebob, you've seen I don't know a single Mr. Krabs, but that would, would have been my first guess. If, if The Krabs are either raving, delicious with Old Bay, or Spongebob. Uh, okay, I have yeah. no idea what he's talking about. But what I can tell you... Moving on. Moving on. enjoy a good rave. I'm just saying, go to YouTube and type in Crab Rave. No, no, um, I I know what that means, but I'm surprised he doesn't know the the Mr. Krabs. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs mean? I don't either, so you're up for two. Next, we have hand-in-hand shotgun. So it's an arc, aggressive frame, hard-hitting, high recoil, increases the rate of fire after a kill, has the field-tested origin trait, has trench barrel, cascade point, Pugilist, Elemental Capacitor, 
Golden Tricorn and One-Two Punch with Slide Shot, Hit Fire Grip, Shot Swap, Dual Loader, Fragile Focus and Ensemble with an impact of 80, range of 18 and stability of 20 at base with 55 RPMs, 4 in the magazine and a recoil direction of 72. Are we feeling this one? Is this one going to be a good one for like something, say, like Slide Shot and Trench Bow or Slide Shot and Pugilist? Or or slide shot and <laughs> There's so, only one shotgun and it's the exotic from the raid. All other shotguns are pointless. But what happens if you can't get in the raid? If you don't have that one, d- does my one-two punch anything mean anything for my golden tricorn? Uh, no. Well, no, no. It doesn't mean anything for going Tricorn. But as a Titan, one-two punch should be important to you. And as an Arc Hunter, one-two punch is very important. Yeah, but I mean, one-two punch, you have to hit every hit an enemy with every pellet in the shot to increase the melee damage for a short duration. So you, you right, take the shot in melee you range, so it shouldn't be hard to hit every pellet. Are you trying to snipe with a shotgun? What are you doing? You're in melee range. Be. The whole point is to be close to hit him with every pellet to punch him. I'm not Wouldn't using the shotgun anyway, so that's well, what I mean, I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could go the other way. You could do trench bow. So after successfully a successful melee hit, this weapon gains increased damage and handling and reload speed for a short duration or until three shots are fired. So, I mean, either way. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a, I'll punch you first and then I'll shoot you. Because I've, I've tried the other way and I can't seem to do it because mm. I was trying to do a build this, well, I was following a build from Unknown this week, which I will link in the show notes which was quite interesting because he got his super up really, really fast in Crucible in like Iron Banner. And he had the Doomfang pauldrons for the Titans and he'd set it up for like melee hitting everything. And then kind of just, you know, every time he melee hit something, he got so much super energy and he was putting bubbles everywhere. But his whole whole idea is I, I can't seem to do this is when you're running towards somebody, you shotgun them first and then you, hit them with the shield bash i can't do that i i've i've come to the realization that i'm a titan that has to punch first and shoot afterwards so i need a weapon that does the other way around well uh, most see, see, most of pvp is th- does that naturally anyway with the whole i'm gonna run up and either slide shotgun you followed with melee or i'm just gonna shotgun melee you to death yeah because like no i can't i can't don't i can't do shotgun melee i have to do melee shotgun you are identifying the same problem I have, which is called yeah. old man plays video games, where, where <laughs> I, your Twitch reaction time, where your Twitch reaction out. time is not what it should be. Because I have the same problem going. <laughs> going, I've seen people do this. I'm pressing the buttons, and my brain, <laughs> my brain or fingers or both are just not quite quick enough to make this happen. So yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Going, yeah, I've seen this done. I've been the I've been the victim of this many times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a long time, because I'm a hunter main, I was like, well, why, don't, why is a hunter don't you slide shotgun and blah, 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 blah. Well, mostly because I've realized that when I'm sliding, all of my accuracy goes out the window. I can't, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn <laughs> with a gun to my head, okay, when I'm sliding. I don't I know what it is. I think but... he's suffering from the same thing. He's getting to that point, isn't it? Old man syndrome. No, no. I am young. Uh, yeah. I am still... Look, all the gray hairs in my You're beard were, were dyed platinum blonde on purpose. <laughs> You're a spry 40 plus yeah. year old. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so if, if you want the hand-in-hand shotgun, it's going to be there on day three. Next on day three, or the final one for day three, is the Battle Scar Pulse Rifle. So this is a kinetic pulse rifle, lightweight frame, superb handling, move faster with this weapon equipped, has a base impact of 27, a range of 28, and stability of 44, 
Rounds per minute are 450 with a magazine of 31 and a recoil direction of 54. It has the field trait origin trait. Sorry, field tested origin trait. Oh, you De- say the what? Yeah. It has the field tested origin trait, defeating targets or dealing damage with this weapon gradually increased range, stability, handling, and reload speed. So this is a good one to have for kinetic tremors. So st- sustained kinetic damage to the target emits a shockwave that damages any nearby targets. Uh-huh. It has head seeker, eye of the storm, uh, multi kill clip, osmosis, and high impact reserves. So with keep away, shoot to loot, perfect float, shot swap, encore, and perpetual motion. So for PvP, I'd probably go with perpetual motion and maybe head seeker. Or maybe kinetic tremors depends on what you're kind of doing, really. What, what do you reckon for PVE respawn? Uh, Would you go kinetic tremors and tremors is always always a go to. I love tremors. Um, but uh, what game are we talking about? The battle scar. Battle oh, scar. scar. Okay, give me one second. Oh, that's a scout rifle. Oh, pulse rifle, right? Pulse rifle. Yeah. 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 So definitely tremors. Absolutely. Uh, but let me see what's in the other category. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got a kinetic tremors perpetual motion roll that yeah. I really enjoy for the kinetic tremors piece of it. Um, encore is a really good one for that one too. Uh, yeah, that's really that's really it. Yeah, just perpetual motion or encore. But no, a hundred percent. If you can get a weapon with kinetic tremors, that's probably the best perk on that weapon. Unless you're playing PvP, in which case you definitely want the head seeker. But yeah, no PVE kinetic tremors, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So day four, we have the Geodetric uh, Geodetric HSM, which is another sword, and a deer sword. So the origin trait for this is sustained fire increases accuracy, range increases lunge distance for swords, and projectile velocity for launchers. It is void. It's an adaptive frame, so it launches a heavy uppercut attack, uh, has a base swing speed of 40, charge rate of 47, and impact of 62 it can roll with one for all destabilizing rounds assassin's blade whirlwind blade but no whirlwind no whirlwind well no whirlwind well, whirlwinding that's the one <laughs> please finish the word <laughs> no twirling round with that blade oh. right. encore and collective action with repulsor <laughs> braced duelist trance tireless blade it. relentless strike energy transfer, and flash counter. So would a good one be Repulsor Brace, so defeating Void Debuff targets grants an overshield, and destabilizing rounds, so final blows cause nearby targets to become volatile? Would that be a good one to have? Yeah, good... no, as long as it can proc on itself, absolutely. No, oh, that's good. So weapon yeah. kills apply Void of Volatile to other enemies in a 6.5 meter radius around the target. So I suppose if you... Void Hunter... When you kill a void debuff target, not only do you get the overshield, but it also makes you invisible, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you're swinging a sword, but... <laughs> you can sneak up and murder someone. No, no, you got to murder them and then sneak away. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then you murder the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it also procs healing. I have to double check that, but I think it procs invis, overshield, and healing. But I'd, I'd have to check the healing part. So next on day four, we have the combined action hand cannon, which is an arc primary aggressive frame. So it's high damage, high recoil, optimized for long distance shooting. It has the field tested origin trait with a vault shot, timed payload, which I do like time payload, offhand strike, kill clip, 
Air Assault and Adagio with Hitfire Grip, Zen Moment, Eddie Current, that well-known rock star, and No Distractions, Tunnel Vision, and Perfect Float. Uh, base Impact of 92, range of 54, stability of 26, 120 RPM, 8 in the magazine, with a 94 recoil direction. Zen and Time to Payload looks like the only the only two perks worth anything in PvE or PvP on that gun. Stability is butt. Handling is butt. Reload speed is butt. <laughs> Range is butt. So yeah, this gun is just this is just like a crappy gun. Impact of ninety two. Okay, so it's high impact. Range is fifty four. Stability twenty six. Handling twenty three. Reload speed 32. Reload time three and a half seconds. Good lord, man. Yeah, but aim I mean, it's, it's got a high aim assist, I guess. Uh, 61, but yeah, you better, I mean, you better kill what you're shooting at because you need, you know, a fiscal <laughs> year to reload this bad boy. <laughs> I mean, um, lord, what else man. is there? Yeah. I yeah, mean, but, I've got a, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I've got a, a, a True Prophecy, which is an aggressive hand cannon. And yeah, that is very bad, kind of. But that's got high aim assist of 72. We've got the Maledictation at 65, something new at 60. Uh, Criminal's Dagger, which is an old one, 72. And Duke MK44, which is 69. So they're really old ones. Yep. But yeah, the the reload on those things is just terrible, just... It's a so, high yeah, impact, you, so that's how they balance it out. But you better still, hit what yeah. you're kind of aiming at with those. Yeah. And what's the magazine size? Probably like what eight or something. Eight. Yeah. Seven or eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Can be nine. Yeah. I've got. I've got one that's. Uh, what is this thing? Volt shot, Zen moment, tactical mag, and fluted barrel. So it's. Yeah, Volt it's shot got, on a high it, impact it, is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, it brings. It's got a. Let's see. It's got a stability master work that I haven't master worked out yet. Sitting at four. So I mean. My stability is up to forty, range fifty-four. I've got nine in the mag, so yeah, like it's not a, a not a great weapon by any means, but you know, volt shot can make it fun if you're if you need but, to run it. You know, you need to run a hand cannon for champions or something. It's at least an option, but yeah, I'd, not not one I'm I'm saying you should go run out and grab by any means. I'm not sure, sure I've ever fired this well, one, but we're being told this <laughs> gun you need to have a Daggio because if you proc a Daggio, it's a two tap in PvP. So, okay. okay, I could see that. But at the same time, so when he's talking about, about the whole Volt Shot thing, Volt Shot on a high impact, like, okay, you've killed a guy, now you have to wait, you know, a new timeline to reload that bad boy to proc <laughs> the freaking uh, uh, overload, not overload, uh, Volt Shot, right? And then you kill the one guy with the Volt Shot, and you gotta wait another fiscal year to reload it again to get that Volt Shot back. I mean, yeah, you it's... you've essentially wasted two Christmases killing two people. If you're hundred percent, it's it's literally a play. Where I was like, if I need if I need to have arc and I need it's one of those. If I need yeah. to have arc and I need you know a hand cannon for champions, then I'm like, yeah. okay, I have Based a thing that that fits the slot. Now, yeah. if now if you reloaded, you just kept the volt shot until you fired it. We're talking a whole different story here. Right, because I don't mind killing a weapon or killing a weapon, killing an enemy, reloading the weapon, and then just having that volt shot in the ready for the next time I come up on somebody. But it's got like what a, a four second time limit or something like that. Seven so, seconds. Seven seconds, man. You know, finishing a reload within five point three seconds of a weapon kill grants a volt shot for seven. So yeah, it's not forever, but it's not 
terrible, but yeah. Your reload speed takes up half that time. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. By the time you reload, you're ready to go. You, you're not needing to wait around anymore. <laughs> and even then, like if you're like me and you know how to stop the reload animation after your gun's reloaded so you, you can get a faster reload, that's still, you're looking at like three seconds, you know? So. Yeah. It, it's a, it's, it's not, not a good weapon. We, we've wasted too much time. Let, let's move yeah. on to some harsh language. I've got some harsh language for you, Respawn. Harsh language. Well, I bet you do. Um, that's the grenade launcher, rocket launcher. <laughs> it is a grenade launcher. Yes, <laughs> it's, the, it's a it. void wave frame one shot handheld grenade launcher. So projectiles released a wave of grenade of energy when they contact the ground. It's a baseball oh, radius. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Of a hundred velocity of seventy three, stability of twenty, seventy two RPM. One in the magazine with a recoil direction of seventy five. Has the field tested origin trait with destabilizing rounds. It has adrenaline junkie, Ooh. disruption break, repulsor brace. Oh uh, yeah, repulsor brace and field prep. That looks pretty good. It also destabilizing rounds. Oh my god. Oh, but they're the same column. The same column, yeah. Unrelenting and golden tricorn with threat detector, shot swap, wellspring, field prep, envious assassin, and stats for all. You lost me at handheld grenade launcher. I'm glad it's handheld. It, yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not disagree with you. I'm just like it's a handheld grenade launcher. I'm going as opposed to what? A um, um, grenade launcher, obviously. Yeah, but it's a special one. It's not a heavy one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, lo- love a waveframe. I apparently have deleted all the ones I had, but uh, yeah. Dude, if, if you had those in different in different columns, that would be probably one of the best grenade launchers in the game. Destabilizing and repulsor brace on the same grenade launcher wave frame. I'd never change weapons, honestly. Yeah. But Bungie just loves not letting us have any fun. No, don't lie. They they let you have fun. You just well, don't have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, I don't have fun. <laughs> Black radius of 102, that's not bad. And then finally, our last weapon of day four is the Coronach 22, which is an auto rifle. It's an RPM of 600, magazine of 46, recoil direction of 73, a base impact of 21, Uh a range of 42, and stability of 38. It can roll with the Suro Synergy Origin trait, so reloading grants this weapon bonus handling and reduces incoming flinch for a short duration. You don't want this weapon. We shouldn't even spend time talking about it. Wait, what do you mean? Um, because this is this is the weapon that Cool Guy made a video literally called, honestly, it's just five minutes of me bas- bashing the Coronach 22. <laughs> He's not wrong. The only thing he has got going for it is a nerfed perk in the, in the form of uh, target lock, and then you have incoming Incandescent, but on an auto rifle, incandescent takes too long to proc. So, well, it's an yeah. adaptive frame, so it's well rounded and reliable and sturdy. And I find it quite actually nice. Look, quite... a jack of all trades means an expert in none. Okay, look, I enjoy using it in Crucible. <laughs> it's it's quite good. I have a target lock with Zen moment and ricochet rounds, but it can roll with incandescent, cascade point, target lock, under rover, adrenaline junkie, and Jalgio with Zen moment. Perfect Float, Shot Swap, Surplus, Feeding Frenzy, and Envious Assassin. But I like it. I, I don't care what you say, cool guy. I use it. 
You, the I've guy got, you're always sweating, you don't care what he I, says? I've got, city, I've got one city on my warlock that's incandescent and envious assassin, so... Yeah, yeah like it's... I thought it'd be yeah. good, and it just isn't. Magazine's yeah. too small, target lock's nerfed, incandescent takes too many rounds. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, that was basically a cool guy's review. It was basically just like, it's fine. It's fine at everything. Like, like it, it's not going to excel at any one thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a perfectly fine weapon. It is a thing you could have, for sure. Yeah, it is. If you, don't if, have you, it? if you don't have an ammo, then uh, you could have that, and then be sad. So you may, ha- you may have noticed that these weapons are also available from the world loophole. Did Ooh. you notice while we were talking about it? Did you notice? Which one did you notice? Did you know? Or is it because I, I told you? I don't know what you're saying right now. Okay. The newest <laughs> world loophole weapons will eventually find their way into the Lost Sector chess in the seasons after their debut. So. After their, their what? After their debut. what? Debut. Their what? It, it's French. What is that word? You mean when, debut? When, no, it's French. I'm, I'm saying the French version. Yeah. Debut. De- debut? Is, debut. Is that the word? No, it's debut. No, that's not. How, no. I disagree. Wholeheartedly. Anyway. Uh-huh. So the, the weapons that will drop in the world loot pool in Season of the Wish won't be in the loot pool for the Lost Sectors. You've got to wait to the season after that. Or that makes no sense because we're not getting seasons after this. So, ha! So you're, so you're never going to see those. You're never going to see them. Yeah, I was going to say. You got it wrong. <laughs> you got played! There's not going to be any seasons. It's all going to be episodes. So you should have said episodes after their debut. Ha ha. This is why you need a community management team to understand what's going on with your game. To tell you us need that. somebody to write it, somebody to read it and go, ah, this is where you've gone wrong. Or you've got us to tell you. So once enough time has passed, the older weapons will then move on to being only available from the gunsmith focusing pool. So, yeah, good. Mm. Of course, the exotic rewards you expect will still drop from the Legend and Master Lost Sectors if you complete them solo. With the inclusion of the Gunsmith Engrams and more weapon rewards, we expect each run will feel more rewarding, whatever your goal might be. I guess so. I mean, I mean, I I would probably look for like a, a the day three the Helocentric, day two maybe the Um day one old Sterling, and then. You've put me off getting and one of the current arch auto rifles, so that was <laughs> going to be my day four one. Yeah, well, harsh, harsh language. Maybe no, but respawn yeah. said no to that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I think respawn says no to everything. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't like really good things. I don't like meh weapons. So, 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 so these weapons you can get with a fire team. So, like, if I wanted to grab a buddy <clears throat> and say I would like to get an old Sterling, we could go in as a team to these master law sectors. And have a hundred percent chance of one of these four things dropping. Correct. I don't um, have to do this solo, or do I have to do this? Depending on how many solo? champions you kill, right? It still depends on how many champions you kill. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If if I'm bringing a buddy in and we're killing, you know, every champion because that's not a problem for us. Okay. Well, they start. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get the exotics to drop. What's but, confusing? But can they... I? Yeah. See, that, that's what I'm trying to understand. Like. Yeah. They say. They're you know, saying loop. it has to be solo for the weapons. Chat saying yeah. it has to be solo for the weapons. Yeah. But then. Yeah, Bungie, that's stupid. Nobody wants you. You you tell me you want my you want this game to be social and go play with my friends. But everything is is solo. I don't I don't need either. (laughs) Yeah, it's like go do this thing solo or have five friends at the same time that can go join you for an activity. 
I need yeah. some middle ground. Give me a thing that two people can do. Yes, I know three is not far from two. Let's call a raid. Oh, I just got a harsh language. Look at that. Uh, let's call it a raid. No, it's called right. a dungeon. Right, because it's called a dungeon, one yeah. <laughs> and six. Like, I'm like, why, why, why not have this pool be available? You know, if you want to, you know, you drop drop the things a little bit. You know, fifty percent chance for legend or sixty for legend, and you know, an eighty percent chance for master. Like, makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, st- still, I, I wish. I wish I was at least assured of getting something out of these runs if I'm doing it solo anyway. The 70 for Legend, like, I, I, I get it. You've got two tiers. You've got to differentiate them in some way. But, like, why not just drop me one or two weapons? Like, why not just increase it? It's a looter shooter. What's the other like, reason for doing it as a fire team? You still get, like, enhancement prisms and cores, don't you, from doing opening the chest at the end if you do it, like, in a, in a fire team? Yeah, so there's really zero reason ever to go in with a fire team unless you're just trying to farm materials. Yeah. yeah. And and who's doing that? If you have, I don't know, literally anything else in this game you could do, you could go two-man nightfalls and have a better, you know, experience. Yeah, fun experience, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just looking at this going, yeah, like, you know, if I'm solo, yeah, I mean, there's loads of things you could do solo, whatever, but, like, if I want to go again, Budgie, you tell me this game is to play with your friends and to have a good time and, you know, to, to hang out with your buddies and, you know, to get it, you know, play the way you want. This is not that. Like I, I was hoping seeing this, it would be like, Oh, here's a reason to go into lost sectors. Here's a reason to do this with nope. other people. And like, you know, yeah, like th- it's still a challenge, but you know, I'm getting something out of it. I'm looking at this going, I, I, I still don't think it's worth trying to farm for an old Sterling. You know, with a one of four, I've got one in four things that could drop. So if I run a bunch of masters, one, I'm just not going to, you know, depending on the, on the, on the lost sector, I'm not going to just blow through masters all day because I, it's just mind numbingly boring. And if it's still a one in four shot, and then I get a roll, I don't know. I I, I want there to be a reason to do lost sector. I mean, I don't want to because lost sectors are dumb, but yeah, like, let let me, let me go and. Let me go in with someone and, and you know, roll the dice that way. If it, I'm rolling the dice either way, what does it matter if I'm solo? Bungie's thinking on this is if you already have to go in solo because they force you to, to get an exotic that you're trying to get, right? Then, hey, here's a bonus. Not only can you get this exotic, you can also get this weapon. But to me, you know, like, like you're saying, you know, I don't want to have to go in solo. You're making me go in solo, one. And number two is it sounds like by also letting this weapon drop, you're putting more crap in the rotation that could potentially impede me from getting the exotic that I'm there to get to begin with, you know? So, I mean, I don't know if it's it's a roll on the exotic and then a separate roll on these weapons, or if the roll on these weapons counts as part of the loot pool that you get overall at the end, but to me, it seems like this is yet just another thing that's going to get in the way of me getting the exotic that I'm farming for. So I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you, you see that? No, I read, I read this. You know, I read this separately as you know, you got your chance for the exotic, and in addition, you got this. But yeah, you bring up a good point. If it's just now, you have the day's exotic plus four more things that could drop. I mean, I guess there was always, you know, it, it would always or not, you know, it, it would periodically shoot you out something at the end of, of a lost sector that wasn't an exotic. So there was some loophole there anyway, yeah. I guess they're saying now at least it's focused to this, but yeah, it's, if that's still, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the same as it is today. It's, it, it was always a exotic plus random crap at the loophole, but now at least we're going to tell you what the random crap is. 
That would be okay. I'm I'm not I'm not upset about that. But if it's you know just getting in the way of my exotic, that's not good. I don't want that. Take it away. I mean these weapons don't. I mean these aren't even like 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 great weapons to begin with. They're okay. Sure. Every one of them is is mid tier and to okay. It could be good in this niche situation, right? Like he's talking about like mm-hmm. uh, the the two tap in PvP. Okay. Very niche situation if you go with hand cannons. But overall, you know, I'd much rather have, like, okay, a raid legendary. A not adept, right? Not adept, obviously. But if you do a lost sector, you get a chance at a raid legendary. How about that? You know? For the people that can't do raids. That would be a good addition to a lost sector. Hey, I can't do raids, but I can do lost sectors. Uh, oh, wait, you're telling me I could potentially get a Rufus's Fury? What? From doing a lost sector? That'd be a great idea. But the weapons that they're giving us are all A tier, you know? I mean, or, or forbearance, which I don't even know if those drop anymore. The grenade launcher, the Wayframe arc grenade launcher. I don't even know if those drop anymore. Oh no, that's a raid one too. I'm I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I mean it's like I do appreciate them saying the world loophole is massive. You have basically zero chance of getting things out of the world loophole. Of like, well, I mean, I mean, like, I, I've been, I'm, I'm interested to craft the that arc pulse rifle that comes from Neo Muna, yeah, that I can't think of the name of because I can't get them to drop. I think I have like one or two, like, I just cannot get them to drop. Uh, so it's oh. like, so, so you know, for instances such as that, like, I do appreciate there being some path to saying, hey, at least you, at least you can play a thing where if you're trying to unlock this, at least here's a path to it. Uh-huh. As opposed to it's in the world loophole. Hope for the best. There's ninety thousand weapons in there. <laughs> Maybe you'll get one. You know, I'm not talking about a good roll. I'm just talking about a, a roll. roll at all yeah. <laughs> to then scrap to then you know add to my pattern collection. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, it's 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 a good point you're making. I mean, I I absolutely support that. But like, uh, Chad is talking about you know even if they're not going to give us like wait wait raid weapons blah, 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 raid weapons to at least give us like spoils. Yeah, you know? or, yeah, or or you know the the braids you vaulted or stuff, you know things I can't get anymore. Throw them into that loophole. Like give law sectors, you know, as a, as a veteran player, I don't have reasons to go into law sectors, and I don't think that you know spin the dice on some world loot drops is going to be a reason to get me in there. So I appreciate the idea. I don't think I appreciate the implementation of the idea. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think, Nighty? I mean, is this going to lure you, lure you into a lost sector, or does this, you know, doesn't move the needle for you at all? Not really. I mean, makes sense. It's just more stuff you have to store. The thing is, I've still got challenges for this season to go and do a legend mm-hmm. or master lost sector, and there were three new exotics that I could have got at some point. That I, 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 I think when they first came out, they were broken or not broken, and I can't remember if they were broken or not, and I just didn't go and do them at the beginning of the season because I thought there's a challenge coming up. Now it's got to the end of the season. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'll, I'll get them when I get them. Yeah. It's like hundred yeah. percent. That's like, 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 I think, I think I've gotten the new Titan exotic from doing the Vex incursion and not the lost sector. And even then I've never used it cause it just wasn't exciting. I'm like, uh, yeah. I lost that you need everything. I tried to do I tried to do one of those Vex incursions. I f- I followed the, the bot that came up in our Discord and went, Oh, there's a Vex incursion. So I'll go there. Though. No, no, I got there. Oh, did you? Nobody else there. 
nobody else there. I was the only one doing stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's this is gonna go poorly. <laughs> yep, yeah, there, that's the problem. I, I've gotten to like two vex incursions where there were people, one of which had enough people to actually succeed. The rest of it was like, I, I see you guys off in the distance, and I see you ignoring me over here trying to do this vex incursion. So I, I'm just gonna fail this over and over again. I'd be the hunter on top of some building somewhere, eating popcorn, just watching you. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> uh, you guys, come take this guy out. This Titan thinks he can solo this. And then, to our surprise, you <laughs> did. Like, what? No, but... <laughs> That's nonsense. But don't worry. More, more rituals are coming. Oh. Oh, I was so looking forward to that. I'm so happy more rituals are um, coming. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to get some post-activity ritual rewards from uh, Vanguard Ops, Crucible, and that third thing with that green guy that we don't talk about. That third thing with yeah. the green guy? He's not we, green. We know players you know, want to get a hold of the newest weapons as soon as possible each season to, to, to try new stat- strategies and builds and then try to figure out where they're going to store these new weapons because there's nowhere to put them. And that's one reason they've made the newest ritual, ritual weapons available for focusing. Hooray! Huzzah! And the corresponding vendors from the world... Oh, from the word go, not the world go. From the word go, got it. I like so, your version better. Yeah, so, so next season we're gonna we're gonna take it a step further, so players have more agency on the rewards they can get after a long play session in the ritual playlist. So starting at the season of the wish, ritual activity completions will include additional drops of ritual weapons for all three ritual playlists. The influx of engrams will let player focus more on the gear they want to get past and present, and also with legendary charge going away soon. Spend your legendary shards reminder. The ritual vendors will see the cost of their focusing slightly changed. To be clear, the increase in engram drops go hand in hand with these price changes, so we're hoping you'll still find yourself focusing just as often with a different set of currencies. So they've previously shared the new cost of vendor <laughs> focusing, as well as tweaks to the number of rewards and activities such as Iron Banner and trials are dropping. So here's a quick reminder of these new requirements, which they tweaked on the 17th. So if you read this on Thursday, they changed it on Friday on you. So Yeah, that confused me because I was like, um, <laughs> I read all of this, made some notes, and then they changed it. I was like, okay, oh. I'll give up. At least, How dare you? At, at, at least they do, do say chart update 11-17-23. So at least they mentioned <laughs> that they updated it versus you going, now I wrote this down and now it's different. Well, I, I saw a tweet this morning and I was like, They've done what? Oh, <laughs> I made notes and everything. I hate you, Bungie. You yeah, tried. Well. You stepped into a war with Bungie's patch notes. <laughs> I did. Or Bungie's twabs, even. So you always find me. Stop trying. To, look, I know you're trying to help out the people. I get it, and we all applaud you for that, myself included. But. <laughs> You should realize that every time you go ahead of the game, Bungie is going to trip you up, my dude. Not always. Uh, it's been pretty consistent I'm, lately, my friend. Iron Banner yeah. is still control as of Saturday. So, I mean, we, we've made it almost the full week now. Uh, yes, but did, did we get Relic no. in Crucible Labs? No. Uh, no. And are we going to get it next week? Probably not. No. <laughs> so they lied. They lied and they haven't even addressed it. Bungie? Listen, the, 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 the PvP Strike team is working on maps right now. They can't be bothered with what's in the game. They're working on the new maps now. That's all they're doing. Everything else, unimportant. No. They've forgotten about that entirely. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> and so, so we're going to remind you real quick um, that if you want a new ritual weapon, it's going to cost you an engram. 
That's it. A recent ritual pool weapon, three engrams and 5,000 glimmer. Uh, your standard ritual pool armor, just the standard. Same thing, three three engrams and 5,000 glimmer. Your your legacy ritual weapons and legacy ritual armors are both going to be five engrams and 15,000 glimmer. Your iron banner weapons, a single engram and 20,000 glimmer. Nightfall weapons are going to be five engrams and 25,000 glimmer. That's a little expensive. I mean, it's it's if you're playing Nightfalls, it's they're showering you in engrams just like everything else, and they're going to yeah. increase those. So, if you want an adept Nightfall weapon, it's going to be five engrams, fifty thousand glimmer, Ooh. and you're going to need ten of those Nightfall ciphers that you get. That's from doing hella the expensive. Yeah, are they raising our glimmer cap? Because fifty thousand is a lot. One one would hope. Trials weapons, you'll just need one engram and twenty thousand glimmer. Adept trials weapons, one engram, fifty thousand glimmer. And of course, your seven win trials passage after going flawless. What? I mean that that's the same thing. Trials and uh, Iron Banner legacy weapons two if owned, five if unowned. So that's kind of nice. And then ten thousand glimmer or fifteen thousand glimmer whether you own the weapon. So if you don't have the legacy trials weapon, it gives you a path to get it. It's just five engrams. So go play a bunch of trials, collect them up, and then claim them. Where if you do have that weapon and say, oh, I'd like a new version of that, it's just two engrams. And then loads and loads of glimmer. So yeah, hopefully we're getting a glimmer cap increase because two hundred fifty thousand could go real quick. Oh, it absolutely will do. That's five. That's five of these. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as far as like the uh, well, you can only hold ten nightfall ciphers at a time anyway. I think I think it's capped at ten, which is stupid. But I'm tired of these caps, Bungie. But whatever. Anyway, um, the the what, what was the name of the. That submachine gun that was a terror that you got from Trials, everybody had? They had to nerf target lock because of that submachine gun? The Immortal that's coming away? The Immortal, yes. So the Immortal, is that going to be included in that legacy weapon pool? Do we know? Yeah, because you can still focus that, yeah. Okay. Um, The Immortal's old news, though. I mean, fair enough, but some people are just trying to get it for their collections. You know, not naming any names or anything. Those were words. Those were words. Also, more words are recognizing veteran services. Oh, goodness. And how can we do that? You get a Jumpmaster emote. In the past week of the U.S. celebrated Veterans Day, while we recognize that it's a U.S.-centric holiday, we want to make, sorry, we want to take a moment to say thank you to all the veterans and first responders, that doesn't really count as a veteran, okay, uh, globally for your service. This year, the Bungie Foundation joined forces with Team Rubicon to bring veteran awareness and recognition to the Destiny 2 community for the first time through the creation of our Jumpmaster emote. So, for you non-American citizens, and even for some of you American citizens, the the, the definition of yes. veteran has actually changed over the years, right? And this is in general. A veteran used to be not just somebody who was in the military, but somebody who actually saw combat. Right? Like, veteran used to be a very prestigious title. Well, I don't know if prestigious... It, it, it weighed heavy. Let's say it like that, right? Because it means you went to war. You saw combat. You you did something, right? And then over time, it's changed to just anybody who's been in the armed forces, full stop. So, they kind of nerfed the term veteran a little bit, which, I mean, as somebody that has been through combat a couple times and somebody that respects other people that have been through combat... Taking that away from them, I think it's kind of a scumbag move, but whatever. It is what it is now. 
Uh, for but the wrong, Bungie haven't done that. No, no, no not Bungie. No, this is just in general. This it's just a thing that happened that is not fun. But and now they're now they're now it looks like they're trying to include uh, first responders in that, which has nothing to do with military at all. But whatever. Uh, the emote was designed to be a recognizable symbol for both veterans and the larger Bungie community, while representing the continued support of our community who jumps into action when the world needs it the most. It also serves as a symbol of our partnership with Team Rubicon. The special wildfire mitigation operation we took part in earlier this summer in central Washington. Period. There's a period there. Uh, more on the impact and stories from this volunteer work can be viewed at http colon forward slash forward slash bung dot ie dot I'm sorry, forward slash jump. The Jumpmaster emote is available in the Eververse until season of the twenty. Blah 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 blah. The jump season of the twenty. Yeah, season of the twenty until the end of season twenty-two. All profits from the purchase of the emote will be split with Team Rubicon and the Bungie Foundation to continue to bring hope to disaster-stricken communities across the globe. Okay. It, here's another thing that is upsetting. I understand it's going to a good cause, disaster-stricken communities, right? But if you want to recognize veterans, there's something called the Wounded Warrior Project, right? And what happens is they help people that, like, say, lost a limb and get a prosthetic, or people that need modifications to their home because they, you know, they they've been wounded in combat. And they need like like a bathtub with handles or a rent for their house if they're in a wheelchair, or whatever. They make modifications to the homes. They help with prosthetics. They help with bills. They help with all kinds of things. It's called the Wounded Warrior Project. If Bungie wanted to recognize the veteran services the way they say they do, instead of giving it to the disaster communities uh, fund, I think it should have gone to something like the Wounded Warrior Project or something that that has something to do with veterans, right? Well, that would have made more sense to me. Team Rubicon is a veteran-led humanitarian organization built to serve global communities before, during, and after disasters and crises. So right. Team Rubicon is a veteran organization. Right. It's a veteran organization, but they help for disaster relief. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I've, As I've said before, I fully support disaster relief programs. But if this was going to be a one-time thing, I still think it should have gone to like the Wounded Warrior Project. You know? That's all I'm saying. Because they, they definitely could benefit That's from it. Saying. Yeah. So so we have until the end of this season, until the 28th, to buy the Jumpmaster Ghost pin for $15 in the store? That's what it looks like. No, the emote. Not the pin, the emote. Well, you get the emote by buying the pin. Oh, do you? Oh, okay, fair I enough. I believe. You might be right. I, I think I overlooked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, each, each pin will also include the exclusive lookup emote. So, yeah. And the emote is the little ghost with a little parachute. And the pin yeah. is also a little ghost with a little parachute. I do like the pin. That's one of the few pins I actually stand behind. That's, that's kind of cute. Little parachuting ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's really good looking. So, yeah. So, if you want to buy it, you have until uh, 10 yeah. days or so as you hear this, till the end of this month and the season. And uh, if you if you buy it now, you will not have it in time for Christmas because the estimated shipping window is three to four months. So, <laughs> which, which, which basically seems like, you know, we're going to take these orders. We're going to then place the order with their manufacturer. We're going to then say it'll get here when it gets here because, um, you know, it'll be here eventually. Is it a better business model to A, take orders and then make the orders then or 
have a small, I mean, that doesn't have to be a huge stockpile, but let's say you have a player base of, I don't know, 500,000 people, which supposedly they do. If you had at least, I don't know, 5,000 of these pins already made. Yeah, but imagine if you had those already made and you couldn't shift them. Imagine. That's why you don't make 500,000. You can move 5,000 pretty easily if you have a. I mean, that's 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 one percent of their player base. Well, right, yeah, but I mean, can you though? Because I mean, there's no way. There's no. I mean, and obviously, they probably have some numbers on like you know percentage of things in the past, but you know, th- then you're stuck with you know three thousand pins that you need to do something with, or versus okay. in your warehouse. Then you have or, a discount day or something like that. But I mean, but then but then respawn but, will come on and scream at them that they're selling the veterans pins for for cheap. <laughs> not money isn't going towards the veterans anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> was, I would hope it would still be going towards the veterans, obviously. But anyway, no. But I mean, just like in general, like you, 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 you do a raid. You get the raid jacket, and you get that raid jacket the following year. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, to be fair, um, try to order anything. Uh, you know, d- doing anything involving manufacturing physical goods has kind of been a mess since twenty twenty. Like it wasn't great before then. And I've never had any problems aside from Bungie and Chubby Cable. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard of Chubby well, Cable. Well, that place is a nightmare. As consumers, yes. But like I've got some friends who like build build things using electronic components and half their days are now spent trying to figure out how else they could build it because they, you know, can't get the circuit board or the chips or whatever for like, oh yeah, I can get this to you in six to twelve months. In 12 to 18 months, this may arrive. Yeah, like, fair enough. But stop. I mean, four months for a pin is ludicrous. But did you know that this is the last call for Iron Banner? I did know. Did you know? I didn't know that. But with our final Iron Banner of the season coming to a close, we did want to provide quick and friendly reminder to finish up your triumphs and get any rewards you want to grab. Our dear Lord Salad sorry, uh, started giving out more engrams in a recent update. But we warned again. I'm sorry, but be warned again. He won't save those for next season. Uh, since the point of the stack, Legendary Bow is a fan favorite right now. Maybe it's a good idea to secure a nice roll with those Ingrams. Just saying. Yes, but I'm out of glimmer because we have a cape. Anyway, uh, next season we will have Iron Matter tribute. Check out 914 Twid for the full details of this chaotic mode. As a reminder from last week's Twid, the here are the weapons leaving and joining the Iron Banner next season. Leaving! Dr. Sider Auto Rifle and Gunnar's Axe Like Shotgun. New Lethal Abundance Strand High Impact Auto Rifle. Ooh. And returning is the Wristwalker Kinetic Lightweight Shotgun. There you go. There's also a new Year 6 Dungeon Date. Dun dun dun! Is it that new dungeon we see on the horizon? Yes, it is! Our new dungeon is a Year 6 scheduled to go live at 9 a.m. PST on Friday, December 1st. Guardians will then be able to jump in and start collecting their big loot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> what kind of loot? Because all I got was garbled something. Big loot? Epic, epic loot? Epic. Epic loot. loot? Epic. Uh, epic loot. Epic loot. Yep, that's what kind of loot. It's epic. It's definitely epic. And then we have... The best Prime gaming drop you can get this year. Do not sleep on it. If you've collected no other ones, collect this one. Why? That's just the emote for the Sparrow. It's not actually the oh, Tiny Sparrow. Oh, the emote is not the thing. The Playground Ride exotic emote? Yeah, fine, but it's fun. It's fun, fine, whatever. 
the, mm-hmm. the Sundaresh experiment, 13-hour exotic ship. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's there. Your Noble Steed Sparrow. Yeah, no, delete that immediately. Who cares? The Prime Exclusive Legendary Shader, however. Okay. That's what we're all here for. Okay. Do you want to dress up in flannel? Do you want in to go black in, flannel. into battle <laughs> looking like you're wearing your pajamas? Get this shader, apply it to everything. It is amazing. You want your warlock you robes it? to look like flannel? Yes. It looks you amazing it? on the warlock. Your whole is it black flannel or brown flannel? Because I see both. It can be whatever flannel you want it to be. No, it's it, it's, sort of, it's it's like you know it, it's like a you know it, it's like a black brown you know flannel colored flannel. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It it doesn't look good on my Titan armor at all for anything I'm wearing, but the warlock is incredible. And I think it was Blue Screen sent me pictures of his hunter wearing pajamas because it just looks like you're in your cozy pajamas ready to run into battle. It's great. Pajama yeah. mama. Let's see. I just got it. Let me see what it looks like. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you know, and get something you know long and flowy and yeah, like I said, it looks great on the warlock because it's got the big you know you've got the big warlock cloak that can turn a nice single color. But yeah, yeah, I think it's oh shoot, what's it called now? Highland Highlander, I want to say. I don't have the game in front of me. Highlander. Highlander what? It what's the, what's the name of the shader? Oh, uh, the, 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 I'm freaking out. Um, hold on. I'm still loading into the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called Highland or Highlander. If, if Dim would tell I me. I mean, it makes sense. It's what what my shaders are. I yeah. would tell you. Cause I lost. The they do, don't they? That's right. No, they don't tell they? you the name stuff. That's right. I was just looking. I thought, I thought it did. Maybe it's. I'm sure it does. It, it, not it, Dim. Yeah, it's it does. Highlander. It does. Yeah. There we go. If you've got it on an armor piece, it'll tell you in dim. Oh, if you have it on. Look at yeah. you, Mr. Smarty. I didn't think to see, you know, the warlock that I put it on, what it was, what there you go. was wearing. Cause that's that's why, yeah, yeah, it's called the Highlander. That's why we paint this man the big bucks. I was right, yeah, called the Highlander. So, yeah, it makes you look like what you're wearing you pay him the big bucks. You're the one that knew it off the top of your head, bud. Yeah, but he was the one that told me where to find and confirm it. Yeah, well, I confirmed it in the kiosk before he told you where to find it. So if anything, you and I should get paid in the big bus. You were saluting saluting to the game. You were of no help. I said I confirmed (laughs) it was Highlander before he said where to find it. Okay? Oh, my God. Don't come at me, bro. You're all pretty, pretty princesses. So, yeah. um, Get the Prime Gaming drop. Not for anything else. Just because you want to be wrapped in flannel while you go into battle. Which is the dream of everyone. Uh, yeah, and, and Respawn basically did, did you know, complete the entire report. Uh, the end of the season is near. Pick up all your stuff before the 28th of November at 9 a.m. Pacific time, or you lose your engrams, which you're going to need because um, you're going to need materials or more things so you can't fit in your vault. Uh, the only two known issues, good news, everyone, everything else is solved. Your, friendly, your friendly Feet Dance multiplayer emote is missing its interaction text. And a high volume of multi-kills can result in bird errors. So, don't kill... How, how dare you be efficient? Oh my god, the flannel. Don't kill quite so effectively. And that's it. Everything else is solved. No, just, you know, Known Issues has all the other links that are still out there for being Known Issues, but those are the ones I want to tell us about. Isn't the flannel marvelous? So, on my pants, it's just straight brown flannel. And you can tell it's flannel. On my cape, it's straight yellow flannel, and it's obviously flannel. 
But on like the other pieces, it just it you don't see the flannel pattern. You just get the colors, which really throws the whole thing off, right? I'm trying to find stuff where you can see the actual flannel color. I want to see what a chess piece with the flannel looks like. I can't see that. Damn it! Got up your fashion game and be the I'm trying. Be the flannel hunter, you can. So uh, yeah, we we have movies of the week and and good news. They have found the team that can re-embed, you know, YouTube videos and things into the into the TWAP. So we have, uh-huh. we have our safe and sound Destiny Two Dance video movie of the week winner. Some very fishy themed uh, Nezaraki artwork, and uh, that's it. And then a little kitty cat. And the, the season of the wish is upon us. In not quite. In about, in, in, I mean, in, in about a week's time, as you hear this, it'll be eight or seven or eight days. So spend your legendary shards if you're trying to get those down and uh, turn in your engrams. Otherwise, you'll get things. You'll not get things. And uh, tis the season to farm your high armor rolls. So do that <laughs> or not do that. Or, you know, just ride the season out and say, I'll be back later. The flannel makes my hunter look like a Saturday soccer dad. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Because you got the brown flannel shorts or pants, right? <laughs> and then you have the yellow flannel that looks like it's tucked in with a belt. <laughs> I gotta find a better outfit for this. Oh my god. I gotta find a good outfit for this. I don't know who we need to thank for this flannel shader, but thank you, Bungie, for this flannel shader. I- I'm a little sad it's locked behind a prime gaming reward. But it's incredible. You should give this to everyone. Everyone deserves the joy of flannel. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Okay. So, Night Demon, you've watched some YouTube this week. I'm fairly confident. I in have. This. But before we get there, <gasps> we have some more emails Ooh. to go over. No, we don't. My friend, Calvin, we really don't. he's emailed a couple of times no, this week. Mm. He has. He really didn't, though. Yeah. And he, he's addressed the, the question that we put out there last week about the 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 wish stuff. Mm-hmm. So he says he believes that we are either going to find a pattern on the wish wall or a secret entrance. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we were talking about what should we call it? Uh, Mara, didn't we? I think it was you, you respond, wasn't it? That you suggested that Mara might've just had her own wish wall yeah. somewhere. I, I, I yeah. that. Yeah. So Calvin's kind of gone with your theory about this, that that we'll either be taken to like a secret entrance of where it takes us to the galaxy pools or in a mission, there'll be like her personal wish wall. And that's how we kind of kind of use that. That's his uneducated guess. He also then sent another email to say that he's got some suggestions for videos this week. So oh. I don't have to suggest them, Ooh. even though I was going to suggest these actual videos. But he would like to suggest yeah. that we have My Name is Bife. Talk Bife. about the Ahamkara. What? You said Bife. I said Bife. Are you just shouting? A little bit. Are you just randomly shouting Bife? A little bit, yeah. So yeah, this week he made two like videos about wish dragons and he also made one on the egg that we found and the potential that this egg that we found could either, I think he kind of throws out the idea that it could be the egg that Morasav had, then Savathun kind of stole and got rid of the corruption on it, oh. or there may be two eggs. It was kind of he. He just went over all the kind of things in the story and the lore so far, where it could potentially be A or B. So there was like about three videos that Bife's done this week. I will also include the video that I tried to follow by Unknown of trying to do the Doomfang Pauldron build with the Titans, 
because I tried and I can't do it. Old man kind of reflexes. But I can tell you that I did try the build that Unknown put out there that I did tell you about last week with the Radiant Pulse Rifles. Now, this was the one with the Joram's Claw, I believe. There's, he, he, was, he was telling everybody to kind of go and go and find. And the Joram's Claw that I had, if I can find it on my... Where's my character? I don't know. It's there. It's in the middle there. Is it there? I had, I, I had the kind of same role as him. Head Seeker with Iron Grip ricochet rounds extended barrel so i've got range of 74 stability of 80 on the solar durham's claw from iron banner and i've got a couple of other ones to drop this week but using the hunter and doing the radiance build that he put out there is amazing now i i was kind of used to the 100 percent resilience i haven't got enough i found that i haven't kind of got enough like armor pieces to get 100 resilience and 100 in my mobility but I've kind of gone 80, 70 or 90, 60 kind of thing. But the way that he kind of puts his build together with the um, Aeon Swifts, I believe it is, yep. for the Hunters. So when your team die, you get ability energy. And the amount of people that were dying on my teams was phenomenal. <laughs> I was able to get my Radiance like knife d- double dodge thing in the ground and get my radiance up to then proc the the weapons. I was doing quite well. As long as I wasn't kind of rushing in, I was kind of doing it at a distance. So I really, I actually really enjoyed that build. So I will link that in the show notes as well as the buy videos that Calvin has kind of put out there as well. So, I mean, as he said, like the, the Ahamkara twist and the misinterpretations. So yeah, Bife goes over that. And then we had another Melissa O'Malley email this week. First of all, She's so glad there's somebody else out there that's regularly emailing us. So that's you, Calvin. Mm. So that she doesn't seem so much of a stalker. <laughs> she likes Calvin's questions about asking what builds we're running. It's interesting information. Uh, my husband and I just bought the final shape. So that's two times $99. She's done some maths. Since I've played about 3,000 hours in Destiny over the past year, actually 14 months, I figured out that I spend three cents per hour playing a most enjoyable game like Destiny. So let me repeat that. That's three cents per hour. So that's worth the money. Hell yeah. And then thanks for letting us know all about the final Embaru engine puzzle. I would never have known about the Embaru thing without you guys mentioning it. And then she's got some AMA questions for us for our, our upcoming Christmas stuff that we'll go over when we get there. And that's it for now. Well, oh, no, there is one last thing. People being upset or complaining about the new Sparrow PvP thing. That was completely accidental discovery during a glitch. She said they really, really need to get a life and stop complaining about every single little thing. And that's not me. That's Melissa. Agreed. Fair enough. It's a video game. Yeah. It's a video game. Enjoy it. A bug became a feature. Who cares? You're, you're going to enjoy it or you're not going to enjoy it. If you play it, uh, Bungie will keep it in. If you don't play it, Bungie will take it out. I don't think that logic is quite accurate. I mean, ideally, them's the rules. Ideally, that them, would be nice, but I don't. Them's I don't, the rules. I, I don't make it up. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. <laughs> so as we as we reach the end of the show, and we have some lovely people to thank, we're going to thank those lovely mm-hmm. people, and then Nightman, prepare yourself because I'm going to quick fire you questions on oh. what I should spend my 70 Iron Banner engrams on. Oh, okay. I, I don't need roll recommendations. I'm just, we're going to go in the list of weapons because who cares about the armor at this point? And, t- and you're going to tell me what I should spend these on, what I should farm okay. for, and why it's worth it. But before we do that, I really need to tell you 
that these lovely human beings who support us each and every week have gone to patreon.com slash TTAH. And you know what? We tried to threaten them with good times. We tried to threaten Zep Orbit and K4 with a good time. It can't be done. Our Otter Dance Troop, led by the glorious T-Rex King, backed up by the Scarlet KM and BHS Nightcrawler. And then who is it? Melomalian Dedicated Wham 64 over there, dancing their hearts out. And why do they dance? You know why they dance. Because Carver 2782, Golden Gun 1562, We Noble, basically Salt, Zombie Pops, Renard Collant, and Fire Squad 1688 are throwing grenades. So many grenades. And finally, Deacon's Day One Raid team. She is deep, deep in theory crafting with Dimwee, Gravy Jeff, PB Pipe, and the Drifters Driftwood. Trying to figure out all the ins and outs of this glorious game. Honing them into elite fighting forces. And we thank you each and every week, and thank you for going to Patreon and being like, these guys, if not informative, are entertaining. If not entertaining, are informative, or some you know, mix of the two. We appreciate you appreciating us, and uh, now we have our mutual appreciation society going. So thank you, everyone. Patreon.com slash TTH for our lovely patrons. Uh, thank you. Night Demon. Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. So, Lord Saladin. He is going to be there for, as I record, three days and 46 minutes. I have 70 yep. Iron Banner Engrams. Do I want a Dark Decider? No. What about the Gnora Zack Shotgun? You could, if you can get a good roll on it. Okay, so we'll, we'll, okay, I'll guess, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll throw 10 Engrams into there. What about the Joram's Claw Pulse Rifle? Yes. No. No. Mm. So for, the, for your Gnora's Axe, you could have Iron Reach, which gives you plus 13 to range. Which will then, uh, if you get surplus, that increases handling, reload speed, and stability. You could literally, if you get a range masterwork on that, you get a hundred range on a slug shotgun. Decent. Joram's claw. You are looking. Joram's claw. You're looking for maybe head seeker and iron grip, which gives you plus twenty to stability, minus thirteen reload. But who needs reload when you slap on extended mag? Um, you could potentially look at. Again, having a range masterwork of 74 range and 80 stability, depending on barrel and uh, ricochet rounds perks. Next. Uh, Bite of the Fox, which we're not even going to mention because it's a sniper rifle. So I'm, I'm not going to pick it up, but no. should other people? But if you did want to Bite of the Fox, you can. I think you can still get uh, you can get moving target and snapshot sights, but I think you can also get... Uh, let me find my other one. I've got it. You can get opening shot and f- firmly planted, I think, still, which is a good one. So, yeah, it's it's a good high-impact one. I've seen people do really good stuff with it. And those people can. What mm-hmm. about the Swarm of the Raven grenade launcher? Um, it's it's kind of fallen by the wayside, but if you haven't got a void rapid-fire grenade launcher, yeah. All right, maybe we'll throw a couple in there. What about the precision or the pressurized precision fusion rifle? That's a strand one. That's that's always a good one. I've heard a lot of good things about that one. So I think the one that people were talking about was... I don't think I've actually got one. No. Next, we have the Point of the Stag Combat Bow. Yes. I would say get one of those bad boys and lock it down. You are looking for... I can tell you this for definite. Precision Instrument. So dealing sustained damage increased precision damage with Archer's Tempo. So precision hits decreased draw time by 25% for three seconds. And probably target acquisition. Um, it's a very good bow at the moment. 
Excellent. And then last but not least, that's not the right one. Uh, <laughs> switched tabs for me and lost it. The Guiding Sight Strand Scout Rifle. Yep. Yes, I do like the Guiding Sight. And, and light in action with precision instrument is yes. good stuff. It is good stuff, and I recommend that. And that's the roll I get here. Let's go. Or you, Ooh. if you want to do a grenade build, you can also go with hey. Adrenaline Junkie and a Demolitionist. Dude, you could put a Highlander on the weapons. <laughs> I mean, of course you can, but still. Excellent. Uh, you, you know, you can focus some of the older weapons as well. Why would you do that? So, so what? Which of the older weapons would I want to focus? Is there anything that that stands out as I should spend some some of my engrams on those here in the next couple of days? Well, you might have wanted a Forge's Pledge pulse rifle, which is also a solar pulse rifle, three ninety. It's less range than the Joram's Claw, but it has different perks on there. You can get Rampage and Tunnel Vision on them, for example. What else can you get? The Occluded Finality Sniper Rifle, which was also a good one. A lot of people... I don't like the sight on it. It's really boxy, but a lot of other snipers do. But, I mean, just... You may may like it, may not like it. You can focus for the Forward Path Auto Rifle, which is a primary. Um, I've got one which is pretty cool because I use it with my Actium War Rig and I use it as a kind of submachine gun auto rifle. It has, where is it? Iron Gaze. So it massively improves weapon target acquisition at the cost of weapon range. So it's minus 30 to range, but plus 20 to aim assist. It had dynamic sway reduction. I put backup mag on there. So it's got a magazine of 51 and range of 27, stability of 57, but it, it fires like a, a submachine gun, and if I've got a, a decent auto-rifle in my energy slot, I can mix and match between them, because the, although it's it's an auto-rifle, it acts like a submachine gun, if you know what I mean. So you could go with something like that. Excellent. And I'm realizing, maybe belatedly, this is a completely self-serving topic, because by the time everybody else hears it, Iron Banner will be over. Oh, no! But, but, you know, that's kind of on them. And, you know, if you want inside information, you should get your own podcast that you can get when, <laughs> when you need the information. <laughs> hey, hey, um, the Invisible Hand perk, I know we've discussed this before, but I'm looking at it now, and it's funny, because it says, repeatedly missing targets increases the weapon's stability. Stability. Not accuracy. Stability. So, now you're more stable while missing your mm-hmm. <laughs> You can be sure to continue to miss those targets because you're still not pointing it at the thing you want to kill. What a stupid perk! <laughs> so what? What? You pre-fire to get the bonus and then hit your target? This must last for a short duration after a target is set. Okay, cool. So you pre-fire it, I guess, and then you, you engage and you keep the buff for, I don't know, a couple of seconds. But like... Like, as long as you're missing, you're more accurately missing. Like, what? What? That sounds like my entire gameplay strategy. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think that's where, where, we, where we leave the good people, where we leave Night Demon uh, to, to go be irritated at his kids, uh, pranking him agreed. in the con- podcast. And we leave Respawn to go put flannel on every single weapon and armor piece he has, because why would you ever wear anything else at this point? Did you see the chat? Uh, did you see the chat? I, I did not look, see the look chat. Look at the hunter. Look at the hunter in the in the response uh uh chat, the, the box of shame. 
I was going to need more words. Uh, See, that man is ready for bed. He is ready to to grab his popcorn and cozy up by a fire in his final PJs. Isn't it great? (laughs) See, we get the hoodie and everything, dude. Like, what the hell? In the show, I'm going to die. Well, before Respawn dies, I think I should say thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and Night Demon, your Hunter, clad in all flannel, is no one responds to real life. You can email the show and should at two Titans and Hunter at hotmail.com. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you want to find us. Two Titans and Hunter, type into a search box. You got us. You can find this show wherever you get your podcasts. You should follow us on YouTube because you get each new episode, weekly update video, live streams, what Shada One is up to, what to expect next week, assuming Budgie doesn't change it midway through. And really, at this point, it's just a mini game. Does the information Night Demon tells you stay accurate, or does Bungie change it without telling anyone? Oh, no, no Bungie do tell people. Literally, about two hours after something drops in the Eververse store, they went, uh, you can't have that. We'll give you something else instead. I'm like, oh, okay. Made a whole video on that. We've given you this this emote, and this emote is uh, breaking things. And uh, yeah, now here's a new one. No, it was a transmit effect this week. Oh, oh, right, that's right, yeah, yeah, it was kind of an on the note. I saw that, where you put it on, and uh, then you just couldn't do anything. <laughs> you just, you, you were moving around the map with no animation, because, uh, yeah, good times. And if you want to have more good times, patreon.com slash tth, you can join our otter dance troupe, threaten for the good time, throw more grenades, or train to be on Deacon's Day 1 Raid team. And if you're looking for more casual encounter, coffee.com slash two titans and a hunter, that's ko-fi.com. Two Titans and a Hunter. You gotta type in all those letters. You know what other letters you have to type out? You need to type out twitch.tv slash no one respawns in real life. And then uh, you yeah. can get the live version of the show when Respawn is here to bring it to you. Mostly each and every Saturday. Sometimes it's a Friday. Sometimes it's midweek. You never know. So that's why you gotta hit that bell and subscribe and be notified. And eventually, once the children are wrangled and subdued properly and brexited out of the life of the poor night demon who's trying to bring you all the good content, you can go to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter. You should subscribe and hit that bell because you never know when this dream may pop up. Never know what you're going to get, but it's going to be good time, family friendly, wholesome content. And uh, you're going to have a British man becoming more and more irritated as things don't go his way. So go there, press the buttons, join us next week for who knows what's going to happen. Something in destiny, something in life. And, uh, Say goodbye, gents. Bye. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. This is the song that does a name. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever, just because this is the song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever, just because... I wonder why. Just because what? They never explain why it keeps going on and on. Yeah, they do. It's in the next line of the song because it's the song that never ends. 
But that's what just because it's a song that never ends, it never actually explains why it goes on and on, my friend. And why some people started singing it. It's just, a song I mean, that never ends. If if it's a song that never ends, why would you start singing it to begin with? I mean, it kind of seems like a trap. I mean, why do we start playing Destiny and and now we're still here many years later? <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely a trap. You, a trap. you, you start a <laughs> podcast about a game and then you look up and it's been five years and you're like, we're still here podcasting about this game. You just you start a thing and it never ever ends. It just goes oh, on and on, my friends. This is the song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever, just because this is the song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever.